Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Zero Gravity, and I'm bringing us into another episode of Blurdy Massacre. And um, at least two out of three of us woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning because we have a lot to talk about about these results. But we'll see. But before we get into last night's entertainment, or by the time you hear this, I believe it'll be last week's entertainment. Um, wish poppin'. What's going on in the horror community right now, guys? So... I- Tati Gabrielle is in talks to join Mortal Kombat 2 as Jade, and I was so pressed I tagged you zero. <laughs> yes. Wait, but is that that's not a confirmed casting? It's talks? Um, I don't know if it's confirmed, to be honest, because when I dug a little mm. deeper, I don't see it talked about like on the big uh platforms. But this is me manifesting. Because I really okay. want to see this. Like, I think this is some really good casting if it actually turns into something. I could also I see her being the one. I can't remember her name, but the one where you take her mask off and like her mouth is missing. Uh, oh, Melina. Melina. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. I could go. Damn, they better too. stop playing with us because that's good casting. You can't dangle that in front of our noses and yeah. then run away quietly. Listen, because uh, you tagged me in that tweet and I was like, oh, I like drop what I was doing. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. This is really happening, but they better not be playing with us because that's this good casting. I want to see her in more scary stuff. Same Me too, because she's always the reason for whatever season she's dropped in on. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While we're talking about things that are not confirmed, um, like a group of people on Twitter keep RIP Marlene Clark, who most of us know from Ganjin Hess, but like no news outlet has said anything about it. But people keep being like, oh, R.I.P. Ganjin Hess, Ganjin Hess. I'm like, don't be wishing this on this lady if she's just sitting somewhere drinking her lemonade, mind her business. Why Yo, does the internet ass. like so pressed to keep killing people? They do this all the time. They do. Yeah, because I've been looking for about a week because at the time of this, um, people have been saying she's been dead for five days. And again, five days, at least one actual outlet would have said something. Yeah, for real. So we still don't know if this is legit or not. Literally, it's just like random people in the horror sphere have decided she's dead. And I'm like, cite your sources. 
find your sources because I was worried. <laughs> I believed in you until today. <laughs> Where are these people? You're right, though, Brian. Like, remember, they did this to so many people. I remember um, Steve from Blue's Clues, like, got into a deadly car accident. And, like, oh, my God. Away. <laughs> and then he popped up on YouTube one day, like, guys, like, I'm I just still here. I just went to get yeah. an education. <laughs> Angela Bassett had to get her child together because he tried to prank her on TikTok by saying that um who did he say died? Uh, one of her castmates from Black Panther. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody who's not dead. And he actually catches her on camera and she's like freaking out. She's like, no, no. And like later he issues an apology and I'm like, yeah, this isn't funny. Like, why are we killing people? That's, that's not up. that's not cute. You know she whooped his ass. The moment they get that camera oh, went off, she tore into that behind. There's no way in hell. That's just, it's not, it's not funny. And I know that some people just want to be first to the things, but like, mm. if, if it's a real thing, you need to look for a real outlet. That's my issue. Cause a lot of people are just like, I heard a rumor on rumors and nonsense.com. And so I'm gonna like run the Twitter with it. Bitch, we got real outlets. Even if you don't follow outlets, like someone will share a legitimate article, which like when I'm looking for horror news, I know to wait until I see like Fangoria play Disgusting or like um, Dread or Deadline, Hollywood Reporter. I'm not out here being at conspiracytheories.com. Uh, <laughs> so we're getting a scream <laughs> nine and 10 this year. <laughs> that don't, it don't fucking work. It don't fucking work, y'all. So please wait until you see actual news and don't be spreading these things, giving people heart attacks on Twitter. Mm. I think they did Pete Davidson too. I'm going to say less. I call quote, myself. Unquote, died. Oh. I oh, you're saying they said he died. Gross. <laughs> they were killing um, what's his name, Bill Cosby every year, like um, for yes. a long period of time. They were killing yes, this man were. like every few months. At one point, I'm like, this is this is terrible. That time is wishful thinking. I... <laughs> right. That's oh. a lot of people just like trying to make that shit happen. <laughs> They're trying to speak that into existence through tweets. Listen. Damn, that's dark. Um, things that aren't as dark. Um, Nikki Cage is gonna do a horror movie called The Surfer. I need us Not to all take Nikki. that in. <laughs> Nikki Cage is doing The Surfer. Wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, he gonna fight a surfer gang on a beach, and it's a psychological thriller because everything he does is a psychological thriller now. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> Wait, this is what? Listen, I, I'm i a little bit lost for words right now. <laughs> Me too. I'm looking at the article that you put in the uh, doc, and this man looks like he's going through it. He's like, please stop giving me roles. Like, please. I'm exhausted. I, I was like... just Dracula last week. I just need some, I just need some time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people now are just like pulling random words out of a hat and being like, well, you do it, Nikki Cage. <laughs> like Survivor. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not right. convinced that AI aren't making these uh, script pitches anymore because it is getting that yeah. level of chaotic. That seems like Nicolas Cage's, um, his pipeline. He, you know, to decide what movie he's in next, he just get like, you know, let's AI handle it. And he's like, yeah, oh, uh, a, um, a truffle farmer loses his pig and goes absolutely fucking psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. Oh, what else? Oh, parents go on a killing spree of their children? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down. Yeah, totally. Oh, how about uh, <laughs> battered trucker mows through animatronics? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now, wait, got... is that last one a real one, by the way? Because that sounds kind of interesting. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, Willie's Wonderland. I haven't seen that yet. Well, yes, oh. I have. What? <laughs> that and Prisoners of a Ghost Land is when I was like, Nikki, Nikki, oh. Nikki. See, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. I I haven't seen Willie's Wonka. I'm not Willie's Wonka. I'm not seen <laughs> <laughs> Willie's Wonka. I'm not seen. That's, that's like the new Timothy Chalamet version. That's what they're gonna call it. Yeah, that's Timmy Burton <laughs> doing porn down. Um, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not seen Willie's Wonderland. But like, um, Ghost Willie's of- what? I don't you know. You see no Willie's what? <laughs> you saw Willie's what now? Mm. Yeah, Wonderland. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not. But Ghost of, of Prisoner, whatever the hell, like that one was definitely the most far fetched thing I've seen him do. And I've I've been around for a lot of his career because as a child in the '90s, I was like, okay, okay, what? Wait, <laughs> I have an update for y'all from the last time we were all together. I turned out waters off. I was maybe about 20 minutes in and I was like, oh my God, what's happening? I mean, I'm still going to finish it because I subscribed to Screenbox just to, um, just to get it because I couldn't find it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And plus there's some stuff on Screenbox that y'all had told me about that I wanted to check Mm -hmm. out. But yeah, I was like, it's a little hard to get into this. I don't know what's going on. I mean, well, I know what's going on, but you know what I mean? Like if it's just kind of, it was hard to get into it a little bit. Absolutely, a, a little bit, <laughs> maybe a, just a little bit more. Damn, if you if you tapped out at twenty minutes, I would have. If I were to give you advice before watching it, I would say tap in after twenty minutes. <laughs> you know? That's just that's the foreplay. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a lot of foreplay, but we're just like completely missing the clip and like <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> everywhere else but like technically yes it's still foreplay oh my god i'm well i'll finish it after there's like um there's another two short films that are also on screenbox that are like just added lore Mm. to that um my subscription ended but if you actually like what you saw after you finished then maybe you could go back to those i think they're maybe just like 10 minutes or so something. i'm guessing they're the same the same filmmaker and everything like it's just a continued project yeah i think okay. what i feel like is maybe they had like extra footage and then they turned them into shorter like added lore to the whole oh. yeah cool concept yeah good luck to you soldier i know it sounds like <laughs> i have my hands full i'm scared <laughs> So, um, and people who actually died, and not just people who actually died. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <This is> awful. <laughs> Jim Brown, um, turns out was a garbage human being. Um, most of us know him from stuff we watched that was much older than us. Like I'm gonna get you, sucker. But he was also like a football player and like part of the civil action movement. And so, like I said, civil action. My ass is watching too many lawyer dramas. You know what? <laughs> I'm taking <take> back. <laughs> I watched Fatal Attraction for one season, and all of a sudden, everything's legal. Um, <laughs> um, he's part of the civil rights movement, but like, he was beating women's asses left and right and assaulting people, um, including Playboy bunnies in the mansion. It was a known thing. He was beating them up. And people aren't bringing that up. I found out because um, Yvette Nicole Brown, who I follow on Twitter because she's Ooh. amazing and iconic and like definitely representing the Blurreds um, out there. 
she said something and people came for her as they always do because like, how dare you just listen to a black woman? Um, and so I was like, let me get to the Google because what have I missed? Cause I've only seen him in like random movies. I don't know him really. Um, it's out there. He was throwing bitches off balconies. He was assaulting oh. bitches. Um, beat up at least two, three women in the Playboy Mansion. Beat them up um, to the point that they had what to be taken to the hospital. And people aren't talking about that. They're talking about like what he did for the cause. And I'm like, what he did for the cause don't negate what he did to the women. Like, no. And they're all like, I look up to him and he's such a big influence. I'm like, I'm afraid of you now, just so you're aware. Oh. What the hell? Look, I never even heard about um these instances because like, first of all, I mean, my mind is blown. That's crazy. Like that Word. they could even like celebrate a man like that that's been so violent. But it feels like this constantly happens where people like this just remain employed and they keep getting opportunities. And then when you try to say something about it in their death, it's like people try to act like you're being disrespectful to their legacy. It's like, what's more disrespectful, that or what they've done to the people that whose lives they've touched in this Literally. terrible way? Like, this is disgusting. And mm -hmm. it went on for decades, decades of abuse. Um, so many women who he beat up and then when the cops are called, they'd be like, I can't press charges, so get me. Um, and we, I, wow. I found out about it again because of Yvette Nicole Brown. Had she not tweeted something and people have been attacking her, it would have never crossed my thing to be like, let me Google this for him. Um, because I saw he died and I was like, oh, I remember him from like some shit I saw as a kid, that's sad. And then I was like, nah, nah, fate could have moved faster. Because again, he was cutting the fuck up mm -hmm. for decades, like still putting his hands on bitches up in the early aughts. Um, and I'm just like, no. And I also found out yesterday that um, he was Megan Good's godfather. And she put up like this really like sappy post about him, which explains her relationship with Jonathan. Oh, Nathan. well, doesn't that make sense? Listen. Wow. Um, I saw that because it. we all have some shady people we're related to, but the way we talk about them tells people who we are. Yes. Um, you can easily say less about a person or just like mourn privately. You don't have to be all like, he saw me as a black girl because clearly he wasn't seeing girls as people. Um, if he was like putting hands in their faces and throwing them off balconies yet again, Google people before you just like want to mourn them. Uh, is what I've learned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Google these fools because yeah. the receipts are plentiful. Also Google this to make sure that they actually died. <laughs> right. right. And then make Not sure quick. it's okay to mourn them. <laughs> If he been the one still alive, I'd be double pissed. Um, I'd be like, first off, I see you, Neon, and you're still alive. I'm on my way. Where you live, Neon? <laughs> Dang. Dang. How the tables have turned with that one. And right. he's Megan Good's godfather? Yeah. Which, my other thing is, what is wrong with his parents? Where they're just like, he would take mm -hmm. care of her if something happened to us. Like, you see his credentials. You, you, you see his resume if he's taking care of women. Why would you want, why? Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, let's just go back to Nick Cage for a second. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I forgot to put this on the document, but they're putting Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight, which yes. um, is just kind of a <laughs> way for dream. I'm sorry, what? As a survivor or as a killer? Uh, a survivor, yes. I believe. Um, we're gonna have more. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe I'm even telling you guys this. We're gonna have more information on July 5th. I think they're gonna like probably roll out stats and stuff. 
Um, but he had, yeah, a trailer drop for Nick Cage in Dead by Daylight. And that shit was so dramatic. Aren't you tired? Because, bitch, I'm tired. (laughs) I am. Like, I mean, a piece of me wants to play it to see what his perks would be because I'm absolutely, I don't, I'm confused, but. I don't know. Nicolas Cage is a random ass person. He's just very, very random. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. And yet here I am. Because even when I um, went down to New Orleans, I found out that the mansion that um, was based on, I don't remember her name, but you know, the woman in, um, in American Horror Story Coven, who was like torturing slaves and all that stuff yeah. in her home. So the woman whose character that was based on who Kathy Bates played, like the real woman, apparently they made like a a cast version of her house at some point, and he owned that house. It was like Nicolas Cage's house. And like you could actually like see him standing out front just smoking. I'm like, who would who would want to be in there? Right. I mean, I understand it's not the house, but just the the spirit of it feels haunted enough. I don't want to be anywhere near that. He's just out but front just chilling and shit. I mean, no, I didn't see him. Like, let me not say it like I'm walking by and I see this man. But he definitely but, bought the house because it is a replica of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a restoration like, of it. And I'm just like, this is weird to me. Like, that are like, why? Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree. And then a couple months later, I found out he was playing Dracula. And I was like, it's, hey, just, yo. it's all so <laughs> random. I don't understand what's going on with this man. Now he's on Dead by Daylight? Like, what? What? what is going on? Who is his, who is his team? But, but. He's on Dead by Daylight, though, like just as himself. Like he has. Oh, he's so not playing a character. Different. No, he's playing no. himself. You gotta watch he the trailer, playing. Ryan. You gotta watch that little commercial. Yes, and I thought it would be cool. Like I'm looking this up. You know, if you could play as Nicolas Cage's various like anti-heroes that he's played, like Red yeah. and and the whoever he was in Millie's Wonderland, like who all have like kind of a quirky thing like red's got the axe weapon thing and you know there's like shit to pull from but nah he's just he's just himself because <laughs> um, that's enough right? i had to check that it wasn't april 1st because i was like why am i googling this i'm waiting for you and she <laughs> like to gotcha gotcha but no this is really coming up and i'm i don't know if i'm yeah. gonna play this i'm okay i don't i'll just look at gameplay videos on tiktok of people doing yeah it. i don't know you really want to put your computer through the uh, the updates and all that, you know, heavy breathing. I think we might just hop over to Twitch. And you know and... when you when they add new people like this, the opening sequence of the game switches to acknowledge it, so it mm. integrates them into the the story. What is that going to mm-hmm. look like? You know what? No, I am going to turn it on when the update comes because I kind of do want to see. But is he just going to come out the bushes like hey? Like <laughs> I don't know what to expect right now. Yo, Nick Cage coming out the bushes like. If I'm doing that thing with uh, listeners with his hands when he does like this, hey! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like. <laughs> and what are they going to use for his scream? Because you know each survivor gets their own characteristic scream. Is it really going to be him? Did they pay him enough? Like, Argh! I hope they use the whole reel for Nicolas Cage loses his shit from YouTube. Just the whole reel, three oh. minutes every time. I have what? not seen that. That sounds hilarious. Oh my! That's the reason I started oh figuring God. out YouTube was a real thing. Whoever made that, that's why YouTube exists today. Like, it's oh, well, a legendary I need, YouTube I need this video. On my next watch list. This is him for three minutes screaming all of his most absurd lines: "Not the bees, not the bees," and just all of them. Just look. <laughs> that would be good as a as a soundbite for Dead by Daylight. 
<laughs> I'm going to check this out later, but yes. Like, I mean, while we're parked on Nikki Cage and him buying um, houses or replica houses that are a little bit problematic, we must remember he's born into the Coppola family um, and he idolizes Elvis and also married um, Lisa Marie Presley at one point in his life. So, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. We, we like him, but also we looking at him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we like you, but we looking. <laughs> he's still on interview mode after 50 something years, just so we all clear. <laughs> like, it's the probation. Oh, so, yeah. Nick Cage is really a specimen. Like, when I met him at the Renfield premiere, he, like, he is exactly how he is on the internet. Like, and I know he's, like, in interview mode because he's on the red carpet. But, like, when he came over to, like, because, you know, me and my people were all in Dracula cosplay and we look really fun. Um, so he comes over to us and you know, that like really like almost cartoony voice that he has. And sometimes when he's acting, he can put it away, mm-hmm. but like some roles it's like, it's that voice it's the fucking Nick Cage voice. And it's also like the cadence of how he talks and you kind of think it's like a gag, like, a, but no dead ass. Like he actually sounds like that. Like he came over like, Hey, <laughs> this is where the fun is. The fun's <laughs> over here. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> he's actually just like he is on my youtube video that's scary a little less extreme but he sounds just like that and i'm kind of like not convinced that he's not a robot he could be what? um i also because i'm i'm looking at his like really long resume which i mean i know he did a lot but damn it's even more than i thought <laughs> and i think it's something about dudes named nick and the need to multiply and i'm just leave that there <laughs> Why are you right though? Why? <laughs> He's got a movie Why? for every baby Nick Cannon has. <laughs> did y'all see when Nick Cannon was talking about which children he spends the most time with online? Did you see this? No. no. I was talk like, about it though. I didn't. I didn't read it. I kept scrolling. I was like, my spirit does not accept this. I rebuke this. In the, in the name. Have y'all seen this new season of Black Lady Sketch Show yet? Because there's a Nick Cannon no. joke. Still, and because they they brought back um, Black Lady Courtroom, and there's a Nick Cannon joke. I had to like pause because I couldn't stop laughing. I had to like pause the episode (laughs) and come back. If Zero's okay with it, I'm okay with being spoiled. I'm kind of curious. I'm not gonna lie. I'm cool. I mean, it's still gonna be funny. Yeah. Time. So basically, they was talking about (laughs) things that are complicated, things that are difficult, (laughs) and somebody was like, "It's more complicated than Nick did." (laughs) Nick Cannon. It's Father's Day <laughs> schedule or whatever the fuck. Oh no! It's more complicated than Nick Cannon's Father's Day plans. That's what she said. I Damn. would hate to be his assistant on that day. That that is one hundred percent true. Real. This man just gets in the house and just no. Who who we kidding? He he, he gets to work on Child Thirteen. Let, let's Listen, let's call it what it is. He does a national announcement to be like, hello, all my children. It's not the Hunger Games. It is I, oh my your God. father. It's, it's not the Hunger Games. It's worse. It's Father's Day. Dun, dun, dun. The Father Games starring Nick Cannon. Hold up. Oh, wait. Which which network would, would show that? Is it given BET Plus? Yes. Or what? It's definitely BET Plus. Like, oh, it's 100%. 2K movies. Oh, my God. 
This is too fucking much. Right? I this forgot what we much. were here for for a second. I feel like the Canada came up a couple times over the last few weeks. This I mean, oh, yeah. break. the last few years, if you look at his kids. <laughs> now, you know the, the pregnancies were all announced around the same three months. <laughs> like okay. They were all just like, pew, pew, pew. they're all about the same age. That's the one benefit, right? Who would have thought that while, age. Who would have thought that while and out wasn't just a show, but his way of life? Because oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it's a way of life. It is the way I, I would never want to be one of the calling uh the wild and out girls. Like no shade, but I'm afraid. Like, is there some type of magnetism? Is he a, what's this the male succubus thing? I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> like, does he just look in your eyes and you're like, baby me? Like I'm no I'm no no. <laughs> I can't. I'll be too afraid oh to sit God. on the couch. I'm definitely not getting in the hot tub if there's one. Like no, 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 no. I'm I'm going together with my group. Uh, we are giving him nine feet of distance at all times. Like we're listening to Mariah Carey <laughs> on the loudspeaker. Like dead. That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll definitely okay. do it. That was a good like, one. That was a deep cut, Miss Mariah. I believe in paying for the birth control options. Like they yeah. better. He's literally Yo. what comes to mind when dudes say, the condom don't fit me, baby. Or, you know, I'm allergic. Oh or I don't God. like it. that. Mm-hmm. That's that's him. Listen. I can't feel anything. Oh, he my God. To, he needs to stop feeling things. Because, again, he's got too many. Honestly. <laughs> oh, he needs to feel something. Shame. He needs to so feel no, himself. <laughs> yeah. He, he needs to feel himself until at least one of them babies graduate from fucking fifth grade. Because I'm tired. <laughs> Like oh we in a recession, God. Nick. We's in a recession. We don't need nineteen more kids. Like, <laughs> I oh my God, do oh your part. God. I'm dead. Julie said you need to feel something. You need to feel some shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, like, where does it stop? I feel like as we're talking about this, when we when we're done recording, we're going to find out there's another child. Oh, yeah. I'm one hundred percent sure. Like it's like McDonald's. <laughs> another thousand customers what? served. Every hour. <laughs> oh no! The way the smoke would be rolling off the loins. I, I'm afraid. I'm still afraid. Look, we gotta, we gotta move on. We're not. This is. We gotta do a Nick Cannon episode. It feels like I don't know how we can work oh that in, God. but we gotta do something like this. Clearly, <laughs> listen. Uh, I, I just remember seeing him on all that and not knowing he'd be the problem. <laughs> remember those days? Who could have guessed? Nobody. Wait, it's, we do need to squeeze one thing in. I meant to put a bullet point for it, but, you know, my brain. Tubi being owned by Fox. I oh, mean, we, we might as well just, like, do a quick... A huge deal. Yeah. yeah. Take it away, I call, ghoulish. I call myself getting on TikTok. I think I combed my beard for this one. And, like, I'm literally giving suggestions on Tubi just for one of... um. The people that I'm really cool with on there to comment the bad news that Tubi is owned by Fox. And so I'm like, hold up, no. No, no, no. Stop everything. Like the first video was like, I was using all the effects and filters. The second one, I didn't even have the um time to put the filter on. So my skin is different in the two videos. Um, my beard is poking out. I'm literally sitting up in the bed, COVID riddling through my lungs. And I'm like, no, baby, we need to find out if this is the truth. And it is. It happened like a couple years ago. But I feel like I haven't heard anyone really talk about it. Like, well, mm-hmm. I was about to say something shady. But the point is this. I literally cannot believe that Tubi is owned by Fox. We can't have anything nice. Like, at all. 
COVID takes another one. Like, I feel like every time we get together, <laughs> we lose somebody else to this decade. Last time, it was Richie Dreyfus. This week, it's Tubi. Like, who are we losing next week? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, uh, Gulish, I didn't know that you had COVID. I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Um, it, it was my it was my first time having it. Um, I had my inoculation. Wow. In, in, I Wait, mean, like side note, that's that's a good run, right? Honestly. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> You're the I final mean, person of this movie. Just like, yeah. yeah. Sure, honestly, you've had it before? Like, I've had it at least two, three times, and that's why I don't have roommates no more. Because they was out here wilding the fuck out. And I'm like, um, I can taste my Christmas wine because you don't know how to stay home. <laughs> no. Yeah, I had it twice also. Yeah, I remember you getting it twice, Zero. But I didn't know I was the last person. I don't even know where I got it from. It had to be DoorDash because I don't really go out that much anymore. So, mm. I mean, let me not say that DoorDash gonna sue us. Um, Uber Eats. <laughs> let, I don't know. Just <laughs> Grubhub. I'm done with the asses. Oh, we got into a fight last week, and I was like, I tried to give you my last ten dollars, and said so you repay me. <laughs> like, damn, you repay me with COVID. Awful. Um, so I go on TikTok. I've been I've been trying to do better on TikTok because everybody tells me I need to do better on TikTok. Also, follow Blurdy Massacre on TikTok. Um, yes. And so I opened my app and naturally there's just my busty brother ghoulish. And I'm saying, Oh, let me see what he's talking about. Immediately got my heart broken. You were the first person to, to break this news to me. And I just like my fucking jaw hit the floor because we all love Tubi. And I'm yes. like, and I actually think I was just watching something on Tubi. Actually, I'm not sure what it was. Oh, actually it was battle Royale. I got better right um, Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it on Tubi and then like maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, I opened up TikTok and Ghoulish is like, you need to cut it. And I'm like, no. And then I went down the rap. Well, first of all, I text him or no, I commented and I was like, what the fuck is this news? I text y'all and I'm like, what the fuck is this news? And then I fall deeper down the rabbit hole and, um, I watched some other TikTokers get into like very specific detail about this merger between Tubi and Fox. And it's really just like a, and I'm, I'm probably not going to do the details justice because I'm not really versed in this kind of stuff, but Fox buying Tubi seems like from what the girls on TikTok say, um, like a an effort to save their um their advertisements so their ads and specifically the ads that um are not really formulated for everyone to see Mm -hmm. and soon enough you won't be able to see on television um so when that shit hits the fan they have another place to show these ads because everybody loves Tubi and I mean, obviously Tubi is free, but it's not free, free. It's, it's advertising free. Um, so shit hits the fan over on the networks, then they can always just push all of their advertisements to Tubi, which I mean, that day hasn't come yet, but it seems like from the girls on TikTok that that's the plan. And the day that I get fucking Ben Shapiro ads on Tubi, I'm going to be, I mean, I don't even know. Am I going to go back to Tubi? Am I am I gonna get red pilled? Is like punched in the face with a red pill as soon as I fucking open up the app? That's definitely an exaggeration, but like, Maybe. I don't fuck with that. 
It's funny you brought up the ads because um, since Ghoulish told us that, I was like, I always do see a lot of like Republican and pro cop ads on my TV, but I figured it's because like where I live, because I'm in St. Paul and Minnesota is a very white place. And so I'm like, that's me moving to the wrong place. But like, I don't remember what the commercials were before I moved here and before I moved to Indiana. And so maybe it's always been a little bit, a little bit anti-liberal and I just never clocked it because I was getting so many free horror movies. And I'm like, was I, was I drinking this Kool-Aid this whole time? Was I? But you know, another reason it's really hard, like there were like random stretches of time where you could only catch some of the black horror classics on there. Like, um, Tales from the Hood has been on Shudder. Like they did do that for a bit of time. But other than Shudder, I hadn't seen that in a lot of places. Excuse me. Bones. Bones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sugar Hill. Wasn't Sugar Hill on there at one point? No, I might be making that one up. I I might be having that mixed up, but but there's just so many that- Blackula. Yeah. Yeah, Blackula. They even had Lovecraft Country on there, maybe like, I think it was around last year. Oh, wow, really? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's still on there, but yeah, they had it on there. I was surprised. And I remember they had all the movies when we did our Hood Horror episode. Yeah. Like, Vamps was yeah. on there. Um, uh, Hood of Horror was on there. Oh, yeah. 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 They had so much. But also, Pluto TV is out there for free, too, y'all. <laughs> Wait, I somebody literally commented under my video, what about, what about Pluto? And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I don't have to like end it all. But (laughs) I was very upset for a moment. No, because Pluto's that girl and people sleep on her because they think she's an app you gotta pay for. She fucking free. And she has Mm -hmm. random channels for everything that just go 24-7. You can check in on an all that channel sometimes. You can check in on a horror movie Mm -hmm. channel sometimes. Oh yeah, y'all did tell me this when we did our, um, one of our previous episodes. You're right, yeah. And she also has on-demand shit. And so, like, every, any given month, you're like, what you mean 30 Days a Night over here? What you mean the new Evil Dead Rise from 20 whatever the fuck is over here? Not not Rise. Wow. The Evil Dead <laughs> remake from a few oh, years oh, back oh. over there. Yeah. Um, so, like, Pluto TV is that girl. Um, and as far as I know, she's not talking to Fox. So if we give her some more time and energy, perhaps she too can like put some more into the horror selections. Perhaps. But she even has an anime channel. Like someone from like yeah. our little circle hosted a Sailor Moon um, announcing situation for the channel because they were starting a Sailor Moon channel. Literally. Mm. Whatever y'all into, Pluto TV got you. Pluto TV is pretty sick. And one another thing that I like about Pluto is that, well, one, they show Mandy all the time, and that's my fucking jam. Um, and sometimes I'll be, like, doom scrolling, and I'll be in my bed, and I'm like, um, let me just see what's on Pluto, and then I'll just throw something up. Every time they have Mandy playing, I will I will click on it. And so if you go on my letterbox, you see that I've watched Mandy, like, four times this year because I can never resist because Pluto throws it up there. But something that I love about Pluto is on their movies channels – or the show's channels, whatever. Like, not everything they show on their, like, live, quote-unquote, live TV um, is on their on-demand streaming. But if it is on their on-demand street, If it is on their on-demand streaming, then wherever you, like, pick up, like, you could just start from the beginning. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. And, like, that's pretty clutch. Yeah. Like, it's, that like, is. free cable, but with stuff we actually want to see. Yes. It's free cable with also a little bit of TiVo weaved in there, which I do like. Um, I also get suckered into, there's a wrestling channel mm-hmm. that I like. 
Um, and sometimes for shits, I'll just watch the uh, Fear Factor channel because it takes me back. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. I like watching Fear Factor from time to time. They show both ones like the OG joint and the one with Ludacris or one or the other. Um, I think it's just Joe Rogan. <laughs> Wait, Ludacris used to host? Yeah, yeah, he's the current host. And um, I don't know if they're still going, but yeah, he he's not doing a bad job. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, like it doesn't feel like the old Fear Factor ever since the episode came out that got it taken off TV oh, for that long. So, I so remember it's not, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I like remember that. that. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. You yeah. know, yeah. something funny. Let me tell you guys something funny. So, like, I have never been the one okay and i i know that the two of you can agree because you guys are my people but when we watch something really fucking scary we could be like on the couch like damn like that was really fucking scary and then go to sleep at night you know like yeah. just fine because i think for horror fans you know that there's like a disconnect like something can be scary but then you know we all go to sleep just fine at the end of the day um <laughs> But it's something about like real life shit that will give me nightmares. Yes. And it wasn't that episode ghoulish, the one that was like the end all episode. But I remember being very young and being at my grandma's house and I was flipping through the channels and Fear Factor was on and they were eating like pig intestines or something. Oh, yeah. In I the think trough. They were eating when they had them in the big trough. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was that challenge and they were eating them. And that scared me so fucking bad that I like couldn't sleep that night. <laughs> I couldn't sleep at all. I was up all fucking night thinking about like, you know, and also <laughs> it's like how they looked while they're eating it. Cause they're like, like kind of forcing down, like drink water. Like they're gagging all over the pig. Oh, actually it was pig uterus. Pig Stop. uteruses. Stop. No. I think is what worse. it was. And that, that honestly scared the fuck out of me. But meanwhile, I just you know I watch it and sleep fine, or like the hills have eyes and be like, <laughs> you know, yeah, three I, hours I, later. I, I agree. It was always the sounds. Um, always the sounds. Just the idea. I mean, I don't even like when it's prepared. Like when they take pig intestines and do like chitlins. I don't even like that. No shade, anyone listening who loves chitlins, but it's just not my yeah. ministry. And um, I can't imagine eating it like that. And then, and then you know, they always up yeah. the ante because you have to do it faster than the other people. So there's this real risk that right. you just sat up here and ate this stuff on public TV. And they're like, oh, you didn't to do lose. it in two seconds. So yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine starting like pig anuses and then being told you wouldn't eat fast enough? And you don't win the oh, money and you're going home? <laughs> I'm punching Ludacris in the mouth and then kissing him. But like, I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely punching him. <laughs> you got to go home like, and no. play pig asses on live TV? <laughs> Ew. You got to stop because they're going to fuck around and call you for some ideas for challenges. Like, That's they're it. literally going to be like, can you um do more? We, we, we're doing like, the pig ass yeah. challenge. <laughs> it's getting because um, basically Fear Factor was saw, but like <laughs> with less needles. Yeah. Low key. Low key. Do you want to play a game? Mm hmm But Yo, how can the hosts so have the audacity to like jump on the people for how fast or slow they're doing anything? And you know damn well the hosts, either of them, would have never touched any of this stuff. But they're so critical because they're like, you gotta pick it up. You got I I'd be like, you you wanna come over here and eat this pig ass? You gonna do it in two <laughs> seconds? 
If you're not, then shut the hell up. <laughs> you're choking on a horse hoof. <laughs> and then y'all let you. About your technique. And I'm like, no. You don't get well, Joe Rogan will like criticize you for not being fast enough shoving pig uteruses down your throat and then he'll go talk shit about you on his podcast. Yeah, man, Sheree. She just couldn't do it. You know, she's not strong enough. Right. She's not. In my day, people wanted things. <laughs> they went harder in my day. Well. Oh my God. Insane. Gotta, we gotta move on from this. I'm, I'm gonna have night terrors because like Zero said, I can go to sleep watching something like Hellraiser or whatever. It's nothing to me. But I, I mm, that's more unsettling. Yeah. That's way more yeah. unsettling. Because somewhere mm. there's a, a bunch of people out there smelling like pig anus <laughs> who are poor. <laughs> you just, it, it just don't sit right with me. Um, uh, I just, this is not my franchise. So forgive me if I just really don't know. But like, how fast and how furious can they be after 20 years? Like, I'm screaming. Someone needs <laughs> That's to hilarious. Somebody needs to say it. Yeah, oh, you're gonna get canceled after this one. Oh yeah, I don't, big time. I saw the first one because my sister had a crush on Vin Diesel when we were kids, um, and I I don't know how they got from stealing cars and DVD players to like floating around the galaxies, and <laughs> now thirty people is out here in these lineups. And I'm, what has happened? This is ten movies later. Who's who's still going? Explain yourself, please. Let me know what I'm missing. I every time there's a sequel announced, I'm. Before we jump into it, let me be clear. I'm guessing you're saying that we're getting another Fast and Furious. Um, who's supposed out, to be in it? Like, <laughs> there's like Fast 10. I'm like, what do you mean Fast 10? Yeah, like Fast 10. Paul Walker's daughter out. is in this new one. That's how old his franchise is. Wait, really? Yes. You're kidding me. Wow. She's like, Wait, she's like, that's kind of nice in a weird way. It, it definitely is. I'm happy but... for her. But 10 movies? I can't believe that the Fast and Furious franchise is monetarily a bigger franchise than Marvel. Like, that's so hard for me to believe, but it's true. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from, but like, sure, money is money, I guess. It's exactly that. Money is money. And then, you know, you think about like it's cars. So obviously kids are going to definitely pull up for it in addition to the fan base. And then the people they put in it is another pull. But I'm I'm confused as to how it hasn't sped out of relevance by now. Because I just, this is not, I like Sheree, I haven't seen this in so long. Emilio does watch it still. So, like, there are times when I look over his shoulder to get an idea of, like, what's going on. And there was one day that we're watching, like, a clip. Like, he's showing me. And, and I'm thinking it's the end of the movie. That's how much, like, adrenaline and how much <laughs> shit is popping off. He's like, oh, this is the first 15 minutes. I said, no. I'm dead. <laughs> no. no. And I just had some sativa? No. Oh. Turn this off. No. Turn this <laughs> Am I tripping or did they say that I feel like I remember somebody saying that after Paul Walker's death, they were going to like wrap up that movie. I heard that too. And then, and then that was going to be it. Everyone was like, oh, we can't do it without him. But maybe I just made that up. I don't know. All I know is I feel like, I feel like Vin Diesel has been using the memory of Paul Walker to keep his movies, um, 
in the people's ear. I know he likes to tap that whole family line, which is why him and The Rock yeah. had that awkward moment, I think last year, the year before, where The Rock is like, I'm not coming back for no more of these movies. Um, and instead of Vin Diesel being like, cool, Vin Diesel was like, I'm going to just Oh, like, yeah. he went on Twitter or something. Yeah, he was like on Instagram Live being like, my kids to call you Uncle Dwayne. I know you got to come back for oh the family because the family means something. And The Rock is like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't oh. be a thirsty hoe, Vin. Don't be a thirsty hoe. For he real. said he, he ghosting you. Let him ghost you. Um, um, and The Rock is like, I'm a grown man. I'm, I said, I'm done and I'm done. I, does this work on other people? And you look up and see who all still there after 10 years, well, after 20 years. <laughs> and so it's like a cult. And he's just like, it's family now. <laughs> Yo, can I ask a stupid question? What race is Vin Diesel? I've always wanted I to know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually Googled it the other day and I couldn't find an answer. I know he was, uh, his mother is white. And he was raised by a black man who is his adopted father, but nobody knows. Well, he probably knows. He's probably just not sharing it, but nobody knows what his yeah. biological father is. But I feel like I, I've seen like older pictures of Vin Diesel and I'm like, mm, mm, one of us. I think he was one of us. <laughs> But oh my god. Maybe the kid he time Kenan. traveled. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he got different kids in different decades now. <laughs> Lord. He could be no, I don't know, but he there's it's not just white in there. It's like some kind of brown. I also was thinking maybe like a South Asian. Maybe. I, I could see that. Oh. I'm not ready to move on from this. It could be Nick Cannon thing because <laughs> at this point with the way the Fast and the Furious, uh, and I haven't watched them. So someone listening is like, they did do time travel, but they could cast Nick Cannon as Vin Diesel's father getting in the car and speeding so fast, like Fast and the Future, that they lapse back in time. I mean, this there sounds like a plot. And then now that we know yes. that Tubi is the devil, maybe they'll pick it up. You know, they will. <laughs> They'll be like, we're family now too, V. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's not what I meant by that. <laughs> this is something like a cult, like a full-fledged cult at this point. Like it's you said. It's a car cult. Like, I, a I'm, car afraid cult. For, <laughs> I'm afraid for all these people. I'm like, ludicrous. If you're afraid, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Madam. All right. <laughs> I think this whole the whole rest of the episode is just going to be real talk because I think it's time to talk about the Chainsaw Awards. Mm -hmm. um, let's begin, I guess. Who wants to start? I need to start by saying something, okay? Because I know we all have varying interests, okay? Y'all just let it rip. I don't give two shits. You know, y'all know I live for some of these movies and some of these girls that won. We just go. We just go do what we gotta do. Okay. We just go. Okay. Okay. Be blurred. Well, uh, Sheree's like, look, I came ready. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna open with this because I know people is not gonna hear this. They're gonna be like, she don't like my movie. But I'm gonna open with the fact that this is the one award show I do still watch because the other ones miss me. Um. Um. However, she's a group project, and so we need y'all to fucking vote. Cause I'm tired of watching these award show. Well, this award show every year being like, y'all let what win. I know people didn't. I know people didn't fucking vote because I could see who fucking won. <laughs> um, if you look at what was nominated and you look at what won, 
some of y'all didn't do y'all share the group project. I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Just so we're all clear. Oh, damn. She's Maybe not this mad. This is actually She's a good place to start, too, like talking about the voting aspect because now it's like we voted for this. I mean, well, not we, like the people who didn't necessarily want um end up with their thing winning per se but as a collective so then that mm-hmm. is a bigger conversation like what's really going on I... i'm doing crazy eyes po- our podcast doesn't have a video <laughs> element so. <laughs> insert insert crazy eyes yes the big eyes emojis so at my watch party last night i had a decent amount of people come through all of them are dedicated horror heads and i can tell by the drip in the attire in the energy in the place. Um, and I printed out some ballots so everyone had a ballot and they can, you know, play along as the, the show premiered. And like nope, just nobody knew. They're like, you know, oh, are you gonna score them at the end? I'm like, no, it's like it's not me. It's you know, if it, the votes are already counted and they're just premiering the answers right now. And like nobody knew. And it's crazy because some people even know about the chainsaw awards and didn't know that it's community-based voting um, and just had no idea, um, which is kind of disappointing. So I'm making it my job to make sure that all my people vote next year because, I don't know, I feel like if we had a greater sample size, then our results would be different. Um, Yeah, period. This is the well, third I don't know of- about all that, but somebody let me stop. Oh! <laughs> I'm not bringing stank coochie energy because I can't take it. When we get the black phone, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, blurred and blood on the dance floor. <laughs> this, this is my third year in a row watching because I've been hit and miss with the chainsaw awards before then. Um, this is my third year in a row watching, and each year there's movies that are mid that excel. Um, and the movies all of us talked about in Twitter and in group chats are not doing the things. And that discrepancy is so blatant, which is why Yaya's fine ass was the first black man to win lead performance last year. And it's because we are not voting. And I don't know if part of that is we never going to win no ways why do it. Or if it's just that people forget between now and voting time, they can vote. Or if they think you have to have a magazine to vote, because you don't. You can get online and vote. Like every year they open it up. It's a portal. You don't need a you don't need an online subscription. <laughs> you don't need a magazine subscription. You can show up and you can fucking vote. And so we can stop having first. We're not the Oscars, which is why most of us watch this. Because <laughs> it's it's us. We get to we get to make these calls. And so I can't fight the editors of Fangoria when y'all ain't voting. Um <laughs> I kind of feel like um, like you said though, like this is really the only award show that I like turn up for i don't really care about the other ones like i usually find out after the fact if the things that i wanted to win won like because it'll come up on twitter or like you know i'll read an article on it but yeah this is this is a big one and especially because like since it's like so many of us in it and stuff like there's always like the little horror skits and stuff and i like stuff like that i find that cute that's one of the things i liked about dragula you know all the skits and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you know i just love seeing people that we interact with on twitter um on the show like they every year they have like a handful of random podcasters and content creators and I'm like oh i know so and so i know so and so i listen to so and so show and so it's like we're winning even though we're not winning but we could be winning on all fronts if people would just show up and do their part of the group project like literally mm-hmm. well with that being said which category do we begin with is it best well, wide release the the that's the one at the top of the list i'm not starting shit <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, let's just let's just go through it. All right. Okay. So All right. <clears throat> this wide release. The nominees were Barbarian, The Black Phone, Nope, Pearl, and X. Guess what one? I just think it's funny how it was scary. I will say before we like get into the nitty gritty with it, this list made sense because these were the most talked about movies last year, like hands down. I feel like Barbarian um, was definitely talked about beyond like our hard nucleus, like wherever you went, people were talking about it. Same difference with like the Black Phone, Note, Pearl and X. And I think that some of the movies catered to a more like wider audience. And um, I think that's probably a big determinant factor in how the Black Phone won. Because I love the Black Phone, but that bias set aside, I noticed that a lot of people who aren't really super into horror were talking about the Black Phone more so than they were talking about Pearl and X and um, Barbarian. I wouldn't put Nope in that category because Nope being a Jordan Peele flick, I think that also has like a very similar effect. Even the fact that when the movie was coming out, they had like the the lot build of uh, uh, Jupiter's uh, peak or yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, Jupiter's claim, right? Yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. Like, it's it's like when you think about why people were excited for Pearl and X and like the bubbles that I saw it, it was because it was like a new slash. It was like a new killer. And it was like proof that original horror could, you know, thrive in this way. And, you know, I'm somebody who didn't really like X like that. But even I can say that it was impressive how it was able to get people that excited. So I think that's a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of those times where it's really evident that the people who should have voted did not vote. Because again, like I, Barbarian was that girl. I got some issues with her, but like, had she won, I'd have been like, that makes sense. Especially because a lot of people like to come for Jordan Peele because he's not giving them spoon by the sugar racism anymore. So like, I can't understand his movies. We don't break it down for me. And I'm like, or Judy, get online. Um, And so I was like, nope, it's not going to do as well as she should. Like, let's just own that because again, biases be out there and people that should be voting don't be voting. Um, So I was like, probably Barbarian, but it should have been nope. And I went to sleep with that. And then I woke up and I was like, the black phone? In front of my face? In front of my salad? Like, (laughs) phones. So, yeah. What I think has happened here is it seems like to me bouncing off what you just said ghoulish the black phone kind of in my brain i put it in kind of a category with like let's see with like scream um where even though scream is like a very seasoned franchise that everyone you know it's it's existed since what 96 um it's one of those horror movies that like is the big name and your dad and your mom and your friends who aren't really into horror can enjoy much like scream scream is fun for everybody even if you don't love horror the black phone was a fun movie and it's going to be great for a lot of people who aren't like diehard horror um so I think it touches the most like surface area in terms of fans. Um, so honestly, maybe 
this makes sense, but if we're talking in terms of like this is straight up the Chainsaw Awards for best wide release horror movie, my heart says Barbarian mm-hmm. because the amount of times I said what the fuck in that theater while watching that damn movie, it has got to mean something. And I don't want to shit too much on the Black Phone. I did like the Black Phone. I thought it was fun. I thought the acting was great. Um, but do I think it should have swept like it swept? I mean, maybe not. It's definitely deserving in some of these categories, but not all. Um, shall we move on to the next category? Yeah. 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 I also... I. So I didn't like the black phone. We all know that. I'm not going to rehash that conversation. But seeing her sweep these categories felt a lot like the Invisible Man a couple years ago, where mm. I'm just like, who who is deciding these things? Because a lot of people like the Invisible Man. I'm not trying to knock that. A lot of people like it. But like to see it in the categories that it was in, winning over those other movies, I was like, something's not right here. You know what? I know we're moving on, but I do want to say something about that because that was another example of like, around the time we started doing content together, Sheree, like, if you remember, I liked The Visible Man, uh, sorry, The Invisible Man, and I still do to an effect, but I loved what you said about it because it's so true. Because so many people were fixated on it, it was almost like stealing attention away from movies that people didn't even bother watching, which isn't cool. Like, if you're going to vote, you have to vote in full knowledge of what's actually out there. And obviously the one we're talking about is his house. I felt like that got criminally just overlooked that season um i think that with this one um i think it's hard for me because this is the one where i can't agree like i do see like the black phone being the best wide release and this isn't me saying that it was the best option out of all of them and it was breaking new ground and some of the conversations happening in the genre but i do feel like i'm just putting my personal experience into um uh, the forefront which is like how i felt when i went to the theater how i felt when i was watching it how i reacted to it even when i did like a video on it on TikTok, a lot of people were telling me this wasn't really scary to me and a lot of people didn't find it that scary but for me it was scary and i think that was just part of just my the way i perceive certain things like if i think a child is being harmed just to be specific i can be very uncomfortable through the whole film with very little happening to them all the while wishing that nothing happens to them I think similar about like the innocence. I felt very scared through that. And I know a lot of people didn't really feel that scared through that movie. That's but a I movie. was. Yeah. Like it was. And, and I'm happy that it was one of the nominations because I can't wait for us to talk about how I wanted that to get a few more things too, because it was really interesting. It was a really cool film. So I think we should talk about that right now. We Let's can. Go. I mean, yeah. So best international movie. The nominees of Best International Movie were Hatching, The Innocents, Piggy, Salome, and Speak No Evil. Um, Personally, I was a little bit torn between Piggy and The Innocents, but I went with The Innocents because that movie, Ghoulish, you told me to watch that one. And I'm pretty sure I texted you after and I was like, whoa, (laughs) yes, that movie was crazy. And the acting was great in that movie. Kids who can act just always impress me because these are babies and especially in the innocence, like these are little fucking kids. And for for having a child um, cast, that movie was not, it was not holding back. It was a lot of what the fuck. Um, 
I guess I'm like basing my my level of enjoyment and you know how impressed I was based on like how many times I said what the fuck while watching (laughs) which was a significant amount um but the chainsaw ward went to speak no evil which I was definitely upset about because well I wanted it to be the innocence if it was piggy I would still be very happy because I I did like piggy as well but speak no evil I think I haven't seen Salome hatching I thought was fine um the uh the back end got a little dry for me but speak no evil we've talked about this one the three of us before yeah a couple times she was on my bottom tens list um because right she was all over our bottom tens yes no not mine i i I liked her (laughs) but like like you zero i've seen 485 um we missed the same movie (laughs) um and those other three were a better time to speak no evil even though i i agree hatching does lose me um towards the end she still a better time to speak no evil. Um, I, I don't understand speak no evil winning this category and that's no shade to the filmmakers. Um, yeah. It's just that it's not my kind of movie. And it's the first time I've had to go. I think I need people to want to fight to stay alive for me to enjoy a horror movie, which is not something I have never thought I had to say because it was just a given, but there was no fight. There was, this was an unseasoned mess and like she's the international movie. And I, when I think Best International Movie, I think the one I would submit if I was like, you need to start reading some horror movies because people hate closed captions and subtitles now. I don't understand. And I'm like, no, this was going to change your mind. And I wouldn't give anybody I know Speak No Evil to change their mind and make them read subtitled movies. Um, just no. <laughs> Instance of Piggy, hells yes. Hatching, okay. Speak No Evil, no. I'd be like, don't watch that. That's going to hurt my argument. Please don't. I really <laughs> like this point. The, the point that I would, in in my particular horror movies, I would like to see somebody fighting for their life or fighting for what's right or fighting for a friend or a loved one. Like that's what keeps the tension up. Mm. But I mean, I guess that was really cool about Speak No Evil because I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie that doesn't have a character that's fighting for something, um, which was interesting. Um I actually did say what the fuck a bunch of times during this movie, but not out of like, hey, yo, what the fuck? More like, what the fuck? You know, like Zoe Bell in the prison and malignant. What the fuck? You know, it's all about the tone. It's, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a woman of many what the fucks. Okay. I have many different, (laughs) many, many different genres of what the fuck. Um, that's a good point though. It is a good point because it's different. I guess that's something that makes it different out of the rest of the movies. But the innocence was just so good, man. Like, I'm just convinced that people haven't seen it. I, yeah, people definitely haven't seen the innocence. That's 100% fact. Because I didn't know Um, until you told me. You were like, you have to watch this movie. And I was like, okay. And then I watched the movie and I was like, damn, he was right. (laughs) It was a good time. I mean, I, I, I really love that film. Um, and let me be clear, right? Because in me saying like, oh, I liked her for Speak No Evil, right? The reality is like, as much as I like that film, and I'm going to speak to that in a second, because like you said, we've all kind of like touched on it in the past or whatever, but I didn't think that it should have uh, taken this category just personally. Um, and this isn't like Sheree said, like shade to any of the people involved, but I also would have liked The Innocence to win just because I think that both The Innocence and Speak No Evil have really interesting political commentary and so if that's the angle that they're coming from it um 
And I just, I don't know. I like the innocence more. It just, it scared me a lot more. Even though Speak No Evil was uncomfortable, I didn't find myself, um, I mean, well, it takes a lot for me to like be just completely frightened by a film in general. But if I had to rate them, the innocence was scarier for me. And a big piece of that being that children are at the center of this. And the actors for that project just did such an exceptional job. Like none of the none of the child actors were brought down by the fact they were kids. Like they weren't giving dry 99. They were giving us like a real performance. And it's not to say the Speak No Evil wasn't, but these are kids. So as of for the Speak No Evil thing, um, I've thought about y'all saying that a couple times before. The um, you know, people need to fight and stuff like that. And that's I definitely get that angle. I think why it works for me, especially on the second time watching it, is I think that's intentional. I think that it's about gaslighting people. So sometimes people don't fight back because when they start to go down the path of defending themselves, people gaslight them or try to take away from the fact that they are, in fact, under attack. And so that creates a really difficult situation in how do I respond to this person? Is it in my head? It's like a psychological horror. And I think that's why it worked for me, because I've been in that situation where I feel like, damn, am I under attack in this moment? Or is this just something that I'm making up in my head? And I don't think it came across as effective in Speak No Evil at points because there's a child involved. And I'm the type of parent that if my child is in any type of danger, then it's a non-factor. I think the film's uh, message could have come across a lot stronger if it were about adults on adults, for example, because... Even if you don't care to fight for yourself, I would hope that you would care to fight for the next generation. And a piece of me thinks that that's kind of maybe another piece of what it's trying to talk about. Like these characters represent the forces that are working through our political system recently. You know, people not fighting against what they perceive to be power and how that actually causes a threat to the future generation. I think that is kind of like the core of what the, the story is supposed to be about and how it played out. And so when you put them into people or personify these concepts, it does come off kind of weird to a lot of people because it's like, like I said, like if your child is going to get harmed, like why are you not stepping up and fighting? But then if that's the case, why nowadays are we not stepping up and fighting, voting, doing things that are going to make the next generation have a better situation going on for them? So I think that's what it is. And I think that's why I'm okay with the movie. And this isn't me trying to take away from the conversation that I've seen online where some people don't like this movie, Speak No Evil. Um, I don't hate that it got nominated and that it won, but I definitely would have preferred The Innocence. Not you making me want to rewatch the movie. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> damn. I, that's a, I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. And I mean, both of you guys had good points, whether they be fighting for something or the not fighting for something, making you want to fight for something as the viewer um i didn't think i never thought about that the second way maybe if i had that already in my brain then i could have digested this movie a little easier because in that way this movie is a lot more effective um and i hadn't thought about it like that still the innocence deserved to win but yeah you know it's that girl it's that girl all right and what do we have next we have Best Director, okay. Best Director, the nominees were Zach Krager for Barbarian, David Cronenberg for Crimes of the Future, Chloe Acuno for Watcher, Jordan Peele for Nope, and Ty West for X. 
Now, I'm going to say something a little controversial right now. But I really wanted Zach Kreger for Barbarian. Um, I'm very happy that Jordan Peele won, obviously, because we're rooting for everybody black and we just already know that. Um, I had faith that Nope was going to win things last night, which it did. Um, but for me, well, let me not, I'll get there when I get there. Um, but for Nope, Jordan Peele is directing, like, first of all, Jordan Peele is a powerhouse. And so he has the best of the best. People trust him with his visions already, which means that your, like, your, your pool of applicants are just going to be better um especially because he knows what he wants in a cinematographer and an art director and you know a blah 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 um which then i feel like makes the whole project a little bit more smooth mm -hmm. um like how hard is it really to direct kiki palmer like let's be real like how hard is it to direct keith david how hard is it to direct Daniel Kaluuya. Like these are all fucking incredible artists. Um, and even people behind the camera are incredible artists. So it, I don't know, it seems like everyone is just up for Jordan Peele and like, why wouldn't it be an awesome project? Um, and I do think that Nope was more, de more deserving in other categories than this category. Also just trying to spread it out a little bit. <laughs> um, so I wanted I wanted Zach Kreger for Barbarian just because I thought it was so unique and I don't know it seemed like more of a risk like if you put Jordan Peele's name on anything at this like what risk like everyone is gonna jump in the pool for that man I don't know am I crazy not gonna lie i voted for uncle jordan for this category because like nope just was that girl she was like my top movie last year and i didn't think he'd win because again people are all up his ass because he won't just give them get out the sequel um mm -hmm. and so i i was happy he won i was happy to this little weird funny speech but also had it been an upset and chloe had won for watcher because that movie was a vibe and it's an independent movie as hell um, I would have also done some clapping. I, th those are the two that if they got it, I would have been like, yes. Um, everybody else would have been like, okay, except for maybe one name, which I won't self-disclose. For me, I was okay with him winning too. Um, I loved his direction around note, but I feel like I'm such a Jordan Peele stand person that, you know, it kind of goes without saying, but you know what? I do want to talk about Zach Kreger because what? Zach pulled off with Barbarian is just to me like brilliant. I really do love, um, and we've talked about some of this stuff like in the past or whatever, but I do love how he thought to cast the Skarsgård as the character that could be someone like, well, he probably didn't cast him, but the way the direction went, he was directed as someone who could really be not very trustworthy at all. And knowing that he used to play Pennywise, and I know I won't shut up about this, I think it really helped that scene grow it felt really scary at the beginning. And then the, I mean, the whole movie is just so all over the place. It kind of reminds me of Cabin in the Woods and how it just, like I mean, not to yeah. that exact level, but how it just crosses through so many different yeah. um, crazy things. And yet it was still grounded. So I definitely do like the direction that went around that. Um, 
I know they had to put Cronenberg on here. This is going to sound nasty, but I don't think Cronenberg deserved to even be on this list with the people who uh, were mentioned. I love Cronenberg, but Crimes of the Future, even though I've watched it a few times just to try to, because I do like his work, generally speaking, I was trying to feel it and see its connection to other projects. It just kind of fell flat for me. I, it felt like what they thought in the 80s, the 2000s would look like when they were trying to think about what the future would look like. That's what it read. And so it just wasn't as effective. And I feel like the direction wasn't really the best. I mean, anytime I can say that Kirsten Stewart was probably like the best character in a movie, that's a, a red flag for me. Um, I know, <gasps> what? I know you like her, <laughs> Zero, what? but I just being real. When I saw like, she was nominated for this award show, I was like, shenanigans, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because to me, this is her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today best role but like she usually does the same kind of bella-esque performance and i think it just she can't escape it's like a curse i'm sorry but it's true it's true i'm not going to deny that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god man i just like i don't know like i'm okay with jordan phil winning like he he definitely has been catching a lot of flack for um not giving us what we expected um not us me because i was happy but like people were just complaining about this movie for no reason like he did a great thing and i can't wait for this next project i and we talked about this a little bit but i definitely feel like what has happened with jordan peele is that like his first movie get out was clearly about racism and it didn't like ease people in it didn't like (laughs) it was just like hi we here now and white people love to hear about racism 
And so when his movies make it work for it, they're like, you didn't open with racism, the theme song. I, I can't follow. I cannot racism follow. Right? Song. They need to be centered in his world. And that's what happens when you make racism your main topic is you're going to center some white people. And they're just like, this is too many melanated people living without me and I can't do it. No, it's trash. It's not a horror movie. Jean Jacket eats people, y'all. If you tell me it's not a horror movie one more time, I'm going to fight you in your face. I've been seeing a lot of people try to tell me it's not horror either, and I don't get that. Um, but to your point, Sheree, I you know what it is, too? Like, the fact that, oh, he didn't give us another get out is the reason that people are dragged. Because it's 100% that. They don't put it in those words, but that's what it is. Because they did the same thing to us. I remember when Us came out, I loved it. And a lot of people were complaining. And if you really dissected what they were talking about, it was because they, he didn't give us another get out. And I mean, like, why do you want the same thing over and over? But I did love that he accepted the award through video last night because a lot of people who didn't, um, sorry, who won categories, they weren't there to take the awards, but he took time out and he's one of the most hot horror directors right now. Like he's working on so many fucking things. So for him to just stop and then also throw shade, tell him, what the fuck is wrong with you people? This is murder. I was actually laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm having fun with this. Like, Word. That was hilarious. <laughs> what the sure. fuck is wrong with you people? I wish I could answer that. <laughs> Uncle Jordan, he gets us. Um, and again, I think that I was really surprised he won because again, I know that like a lot of the people without melanin um, don't know what to do with his movies that are not get out. Um, and so I was like, he's probably not going to win, but he probably should. Uh, but again, I was like, if he can't win, Chloe, I see you. That was a lovely movie. I had a damn good time. Um, whenever Mika Monroe show up, I know it's going to be wild. And it was like that movie watcher was a vibe. It's, it's what the seventies thought they were giving us and they weren't giving us. When we rewatched that shit, we're like, ugh, shaky, but she's like, no, no, no. We got beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses and a head in a bag. Let's go. And I'm like, okay, Chloe, I see you. Like. <laughs> Wait, when you say what the 70s thought they were giving us, are you talking about period pieces or actual movies from the 70s or both? You know those movies that are straddling that line between art house and thriller and they think they're serving looks and they're serving moments and beats? Now, um, Sheree, now you know you are describing... <laughs> my, my, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. A lot of them go think ahead. they're doing a thing, but only some of them are. <laughs> and when we go back and we watch them, people are like, it's a classic. And you're like, why? Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, my total, but this is one of the ones I got it right. Like if I were like, if I were to put together my little seventies list of movies, that did what they thought they were doing. Um, and I would like easily draw a parallel between those and watcher, which is why a lot of people don't like it. Cause they're just like, mm, it's too slow. Y'all watch speak. No evil. Shut the fuck up. We talk about what's too slow. I yeah. I, I, I gotta say, if you like speak, no evil, you can't call another movie, a movie slow. Cause at least, I mean, I like the movie, but it was definitely giving slower pace than Nope. Nope was giving us like, I was nervous. And I think it's because Ooh. like by veering away from that racism, he put a lot of that energy into like black family legacy. I felt a lot of that coming through this movie. And so it didn't feel like, slow per se but more like character development i ended up falling so in love with the characters that at the end when i thought something might happen to either one of them i got emotional i mean everybody was doing what they were supposed to be doing nobody was effing around and then when you see all the interviews and you see their synergy and stuff he cultivated this environment so that it can come through and screen a scream but a screen i had a scream whatever the point is oh they got you <laughs> <laughs> How 
I talk myself out of the right word, this is how <laughs> I'm talking too much. Maybe it's time to move on to the next topic. <laughs> but I, I need just, to stop. I need to stop. Like we covered, <laughs> we covered the Jordan Peele effect um, when we covered Nope last last year. Yeah, that was last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, what we are the years about, anymore? I don't. It's all one year now, y'all. But we talked about it then. <laughs> Because if you actually pay attention, like his movies are still tackling things through the black lens, which is why we had so much to talk about. Um, same with us. Like the themes are there, but again, they're not centering white people. And so they're just like, where am I at? Why can't I be here? It's like when me, it's like when people who lighter than me were like, where am I at in Wakanda? I'm like, bitch, sit down. Sit down. People were saying that? Oh my God. If I had seen that, I'd have been hot. No. The Butterscotch gang was upset. They were like, I don't see myself in Wakanda. And I'm like, because we ain't been colonized, bitch. Sit down. Like, this is the dream world. <laughs> like, right. I, Let us have our one thing. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was so embarrassed on behalf of all the CW Brown people. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, I'm not with the rest of them. Like, <laughs> I'm done. Oh, my God. Okay. What next is- category is best limited release movie and the nominees were orphan first kill resurrection something in the dirt terrifier 2 and mad god um i'm not really rocking with any of these and i didn't even watch terrifier 2 um i like glimpsed it but it was just more of terrifier and you know um, and I think Terrifier is great for what it is, which is like a very extravagant display of practical effects, which are all very, very good. Um, but screenplay question mark? Um, Absolutely act, uh, not. you know, I that's just how I feel. Um, <laughs> and as for the rest of these. Um, Orphan First Kill was cute. Um, Resurrection, I'm not going to lie. I logged it on Letterboxd, but I don't remember much about it. Mm. it Something in the Dirt was whatever. <laughs> um, and then Mad God was beautiful, but very, yeah. very long. Again, I, I would have probably had a different limited release um, selection. I would have. Like... I think that this is definitely a category I wanted to find could have easily killed. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If a wounded fawn was in this category, it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. So earlier when y'all were talking about the black phone sweeps, I actually didn't agree. I felt like Terrifier two swept. It felt like also it just swept. kept getting yes. all the things. And the thing is, I know what I'm supposed to say. But I just, I didn't really like Terrifier 2 like that. It it was just one of those movies that it had some awesome kills. It did have, like, some good stuff going for it. But I didn't like the inclusion of the fantasy-esque storyline. And while I like to dig through things and unpack things, and so I could see where maybe it could work itself in, I liked Terrifier for what it was, like the first one. And I also liked All Hallows' Eve. Like, and... Every time I see little bits and pieces of what art was doing back then, I loved how, I don't know, how just disruptive it was. And even hearing that this was going to be in theaters and stuff, I was excited because these type of movies don't get that type of attention. And I think that's part of the allure or something. But Best Limited Release, I 
Absolutely not. I could see it more so over some of the other ones in this category, but I will say this. I don't see it over Orphan First Kill. Um, Orphan First Kill to me was phenomenal because I wasn't expecting what ended up happening. I'm thinking it's just going to be old girl coming to get another family out of here, which I think we will all we all will would have been fine with. But for them to basically say no, the bitches that she's praying on are praying back on her. It was perfect. It was That's really weird. entertaining. It was really fun. And out of everything on this list, it was the because Mad God is beautiful. Like I don't want to throw shade at Mad God, but like I really liked Orphan First Kill like a lot. Like I think this should have out of the ones listed been that girl. I agree. I think it should have been Orphan First Kill. And I, I honestly forgot about that. I don't know how because that twist was twisting, honey. They're like, they thought they thought that we're sitting on the couch thinking we know everything. Yeah. But they're like, psych. You actually don't know shit. <laughs> Jack shit. I feel like Orphan First Kill gave me the soap opera that I come to see Esther in. And my only mm. issues with it were mostly some casting choices that I wouldn't have made. Because like, sometimes people have fond memories of people we grew up watching, but that don't make them good actors. I'll just leave that there. Uh, I'm sure lovely people are about, but also they didn't need to be in this movie. Um, <laughs> um, um, but aside from that, I I probably I probably did vote for her if these were the five options. I don't remember because again, not any of these are really exciting to me. Like I I don't need to rewatch any of these movies. <laughs> um, I saw them once. I could like weigh in on the culture, and I'm good. I would watch Orphan First Kill again. <laughs> over some beers it's fun to watch with people yeah. especially if they saw the first one because that was one of those that definitely was one of the movies back in the day that a lot of people who weren't horror fans saw everybody was talking about orphan so i imagine that if you take them into your house and you just pump them full of beer and you tell them oh we're just going to watch this orphan sequel they're going to be they're going to have a blast Absolutely. because it's literally nuts how they subverted our expectations like that i think this is a great watch party movie like screaming through this movie would probably be a great time. Oh yeah. Yes. Cause I watched right, it for like content. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say real quick. We watched it for content and then the moment Mill came home, I showed it to him and it was fun again, just like taking him through really? the, the chaos. Yes. <laughs> the chaos that was this movie. <laughs> we could do best streaming premiere movie. Yeah. Um the nominees were Fresh, oh. Hellbender. Hellraiser, Prey, A Wounded Fawn. Prey won, and I have no issues with that. Hold on, let me get to... Yeah, because the thing is, Prey got some love this time around, and I I can't say anything nasty about Prey either. This might be... When Prey comes up as a, as a nominee, we all might end up getting kind of bored. We're not going to be able to, like, disagree. Because, I, well, I don't know. Zero, how did you feel about Prey? When it first um, like, came I out think... and everything? I think that Prey is the only good installment in the Predator franchise. Agreed. It's so good. Coming from somebody who is a Predator fan. And I watched Prey, and then it just got me a little nostalgic. And I was like, let me watch Predator and Predator 2. Because um, those are the only reputable ones. We don't talk about AVP. Um, maybe we do a little bit. But so I rewatched Predator and Predator 2 just because I was so high on Prey. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I watched Predator and Predator 2 way too young because as an adult, I go back and I watch it and I'm like, damn, these movies are really fucking roided up. Like, this is like yeah. 
a lot of testosterone in a movie and i'm watching it not really stoked about it um but yeah actually well predators was good that one with you talking yourself back into love for the franchise slowly (laughs) i hate you (laughs) wait 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 but let me just say this predators predators the soft the soft reboot with the stacked cast larry fishburne was in it adrian brody the guy from that 70s show uh mahershala ali was in it oh um yeah watch this probably right (laughs) right after this you haven't seen predators of course not (gasps) what happened was as a kid arnold was everywhere and i didn't think that we could ask for anything without him but as i got older i was like what if what if I stop watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? What happens to me? And so I stopped. Oh, <laughs> and so when I heard they were doing another Predator, I'm like, nah. And I wasn't gonna watch Prey until I was like, what do you mean Amber Mid Thunder gonna be there? I'll check it out. Oh, <laughs> and so I'm always low key rooting for this movie, um, just because like again, criticism, which I always have a problem with. These critics show their asses because when Arnold does Predator, it's a horror movie. We don't argue about it. Terminator is a horror movie. We'll allow it. But when Amber Midthunder does it, it's not a horror movie. It's a sci-fi movie. And she gets so many references to being a Disney princess, which she's not. And they never said Arnold was a Disney princess in any of the Predator Terminator movies. So, like, I've clipped the receipts. They're in part of a lecture I do for schools now. Um, these critics are assholes. Ooh. You know what? Here's a, here's a spicy opinion for you real quick. What if the Predator franchise is just better without Arnold? It is listen that's what i'm feeling it he is had because... his day yeah he did he did and like he also had the terminator and he was good in that he doesn't need to be in everything like i kind of feel like the reason that the new prey was so good was because they integrated the lore in a lot better what i loved about predator as a kid just to be honest was that since i didn't have cable um, when the movies that would come on were actually like things people were talking about, it was exciting for me. So like when the predator would come on TV, I was like, Oh, I can watch this with my brothers and my cousins. And it was just, it was fun. It was like a environmental thing, but we weren't taking it like atmospheric, whatever. We weren't taking it like a serious film. We were laughing at it. You know, like this isn't a film for me growing up that I felt like was like that girl, not trying to be funny. And I didn't think anyone else like kind of saw it that way. The first one, but um, looking back at it, it has not aged that well. It's just like y'all are kind of talking about like what Amber brought to the role was so refreshing that I don't know if these rumors were true, but on Giant Freaking Robot, they heard like sources that um, they're trying to keep doing this thing of taking the Predator lore and dropping it in other cultures. And now they're thinking about doing Feudal Japan. And yes. I think that would be really cool if they definitely get people from the culture to help them. <laughs> let me be clear because i feel like we ask for things on here and there's a chance we get them but then it's not what we ask for get Here's the right people. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 he's the like i'll study these movies out, i'm like i don't need to see this one i'll just watch the uh the recap on youtube like y'all be saying i'm, just, I'm okay I'm, I'm all right um i think that's a great idea i would love to see a predator touchdown in feudal japan i think that okay so this is last episode when sheree and i talked about swarm 
we have the same kind of epiphany that we can keep like really cool concepts and then drop them in different, I mean, I guess, yeah, in different cultures and different environments. So you don't have to like completely bulldoze and fuck up a storyline. You know what I mean? But still have like the, the essence. Mm -hmm. So the example I gave last week was with the walking dead so The Walking Dead was a thing, and then they came out with the sequel, which was Fear of the Walking Dead on the the West Coast, and then they came out with a novel that was the same thing, the day one, but over in Asia, how it went down in Asia. So it was like taking the same cool fucking concept and just switching places to see how different environments would react differently to a fucked up situation. Oh, because we were also talking about Bird Box. Yes. Bird Box Barcelona. So we're going to see that, how it happened in Spain, which I think is cool. And, you know, then you don't have to worry about continuity and like all that other bullshit. And then you could also just tell more diverse stories that way. Organically. Which I think is sick. Organically, yes. But I would love to see that. And I'm, I would love to say that the, it was the native cast that inspired predator to go you know elsewhere would be sick because yeah. i mean i don't know anybody who doesn't fuck with this movie i don't there are so many people who are like they're gonna be a problem that's coming out and they was like no i'm getting information um and i'm like what yeah. is shook david <laughs> let's do this um <laughs> she was a moment she she still is a moment yes she is, and I, I do want to say. Oh, continue, Gulish. No, no, you can go ahead. I can. Yeah, no, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I obviously was not upset by Prey winning in this category, best streaming premiere. Selfishly, I wanted Fresh because Fresh isn't nominated for anything else, so yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to have their like one. Because I thought Fresh was so good. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. It was like new and clever and and a little sexy and, you know, a little tongue and cheeky and hilarious also. So I, I wish Fr uh, Fresh got a little bit more. Um, but, you know, can you really like go up against Prey? It's tough. That's hard. Yeah, because like. I am a little upset Fresh didn't get more things because it was a, a really good time. I didn't hate how the black characters were written or anything. Um, we got eye candy out of it. It was really funny, but also scary. Um, yeah, I wanted Fresh to get some more too. Even the idea of how the title card rolls in like twenty mi uh, 22 minutes late. And like, Yo, <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, this is the movie you're watching. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm having such Genius. a good time with this movie. <laughs> I want to say it might be the only movie in this category directed by a woman, too. I'm not sure about Hellbender. So it might be two in this category, yeah. depending on what Hellbender got going on. I can on. check with Hellbender while you're... Um, go ahead. I can check Hellbender while you're doing that. Go ahead. And so I just... I love to see women directors winning. I just do. Um, which is why I'm happy that Watcher did get one of the awards. I think it was actually for Best First Feature. Um, because we don't have enough women getting enough respect when it comes to genre, which is why whenever people are like name your favorite directors, it's the same for white dudes over and over and over, <laughs> and then I end up snapping and being like, "Here's twelve women that came to my mind. Um, here's twelve brown people that came to my mind," and people are like, "Oh yeah, thank you," and then they reshare so, and add more white people. I'm like, "No." 
it's written and directed by three people, but one of them, I believe, is a woman, Zelda Adams. I'm just going to double check. But it oh, says yeah. John and Zelda Adams and Toby Poser. I'm just going to double check real quick. I'm pretty sure Zelda's pronouns are she, her. Okay. Okay, perfect. Like, then, yeah. 90% sure. Because I know that Zelda Adams is not the most uncommon name, weirdly enough. <laughs> um, but I'm like 90% sure that's the Zelda I'm thinking of. Um, and so, yeah. So that's two out of five movies. And that's no shade because Prey is a bop, A Wounded Fawn. I think Travis Stevens really hit his fucking lane this movie. Because like I've seen Jacob's Wife and Girl on the Third Floor. And like both of them are wild times of friends, not gonna lie. But I think a wounded fine was him being like, I came here to get weird and tell y'all men ain't shit. And I'm like, that's my favorite song. I sing along when the DJ throws it on. And so I felt that shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I'm about to scream, y'all. I think Zelda Adams, who's like I said, uh, listed as a writer and a director on the project, she plays Izzy in Hellbender. That's her. Oh. I didn't know this until this moment. That's so dope. See, that's that's a lot. I'm sending, of I'm sending you the link to IMDb so you can gag with me. This is this is so this is so funny. I love to see it. Gag with me, everyone. <laughs> let's let's all gag, gag with me, all of us together. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shut up. Group gagging, communal gagging, <laughs> group gaggation. <laughs> that's behind the paywall. What? <laughs> They gotta pay to see that baby. Look. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> okay. It was a family affair. Category. Wait, oh. would you oh you're right, Lulu. Wait, you're right. The Adams Lulu. family <laughs> did it. <laughs> Clock. <laughs> not the Adams family. Do 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 do. But with one D. D singular. I was see. I gotta stop watching Gossip Girl. I'm on my rewatch. <laughs> Literally, uh, fucking what is her name? Who I love so much, Georgina. Yeah. She writes a letter to Serena and she puts G singular. I fell out. <laughs> Not the yeah. other one. Not Gossip Girl. <laughs> XOXO, it's, it's me, bitch. Um, we while we're talking about the Adams family, I was surprised the Monsters got nominated for anything. Not gonna lie, I've not seen it, but I was surprised they were nominated for anything. They didn't win, mm. obviously. Why, I asleep. why are you coming out the ramp it's just destroying the, someone i mean it wasn't me but someone liked the monsters i'm sure somebody you so, know <coughs> nobody in my timeline so i don't know who the <laughs> mythological yeah, fan is because <laughs> even the people who like rob zombie were like he missed me and i was like welcome to my club <laughs> and i'm somebody who goes up for the rob zombie halloweens for example like you know, and even this was just kind of like, you know, and which category was that again? We can just stay there. Which category you said it was uh, best? Let it was costume. Was Maybe. It was costume design. Awesome. Costume design. Which, I mean, from what I did see, like, costuming was pretty on point for the monsters. I not so. Gonna- I didn't really see the costume. I love that you're trying to give it something. I, you are just, you're the best right now. Because you're like, look, we're not going to destroy everything. There's got to be one glimmering. Listen, Sheree came in really hot. And <laughs> I, I felt bad. I didn't really see the costume. So I was looking at Sheree Moon's wig. And that just always takes this. Oh, ooh, my. Attention in the, photo. the last hairline of defense strikes again. That bitch was flatter than my Sprite. Like, I. 
is your spray so flat? I went to sleep on her because she didn't have alcohol in her, so I forgot. But like now oh she just God. like just sad water, and that's that wig. And so I never got past the wig to see the costumes and the photos. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe the costumes are popping, and if I could just like crop out the wig, I could see it and be like, "Oh, yeah." You're irritating. <laughs> Y'all saw that You're wig. Irritating. Y'all saw that wig. So we have nope for costume design. Pray for costume design. The monsters for costume design. Crimes of the future and Pearl. Hmm. You're not going to hear me argue against Prey in this. However, this was a tough uh, category. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this list. I don't know. I, this might be one where I take the back seat, only because like I'm okay with Prey winning, but damn, like this, what do y'all think? I don't know. I I probably voted for Prey out of this five, and it's just because like I I love Nope, but like I feel like modern costumes are easier just because like you can easily see what people are wearing during this era right now. You can be like, okay, we're comfortable, we got you. Um, not to say don't help influence character and world, but still, it's just like it's a little bit easier than trying to put together a bunch of like tribal costumes from a different period and having like outsource that shit and also knowing your cinematographer and them gonna pop it and so you can't be out here looking raggedy. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more pressure than the other ones, but also Crimes of the Future is futuristic and it's a Cronenberg and so like that's already wild and weird. I'm, I will give Pearl nothing and so I'm just gonna like exit right now. <laughs> You know, you know how Crowns of the Future lost before you go is zero for your opinion. When they put that dude in the ears, what what would the dude with the ears all over him who was dancing to oh the music God. like slow Yo. body rolling? I was like, I don't. I posted a picture of him on my story one day, and a follower responded to me, and he was like, "And I bet he still ain't listen." And I was on the floor. <laughs> you know it's true, though. You know it's true. <laughs> Still going here with the hell he want to hear. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, okay, so I I voted for Crimes of the Future for this one. Um, I, I actually really did like that movie. It was definitely on my top 12 of last year. Um, some of the nominations for Crimes of the Future I don't think were super deserved, but... For costume design, I think Crimes of the Future was deserving because I think the thing that drew me to this movie a lot, besides the fact that I'm just I just enjoy Grandpa Gooey and his and his vibe, um, was the world building. I definitely am one to search out a cool, different atmosphere in my media. And this one was very out there and different and interesting i like the whole idea that it's like a future dystopia um that you know has no worries about medical health um and to see what they would look like because you know usually or not usually but i would say up until like 20 2005 maybe the future looked all shiny and chrome um but here the future is like exactly the opposite even though it is just as advanced as we thought the future would look back in 2005 not like the jetsons (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so i just think like that that basis was kind of unique to try to fit wardrobe into um because it's still kind of like 
there is a little bit of sense of normalcy, but also it's a little bit out there. So just kind of barely over the line. Um, I thought that was fun just to play with um, because none of the costumes really like stand out, stand out in Crimes of the Future, but just as a whole, like building the world of how people look in this future dystopia where they don't have to worry about fucking anything besides like organs that, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, And then also Pearl because Pearl's a period piece um, and I love her red dress. That definitely like, I think the, well, Mia made the character, but also that like when I think Pearl, I think of her in the red dress um sure is like doing things why are you shady with your facial expressions you know these people can't see you You, that's not fair that's not fair to me because they listeners can't see you in your visible shade but i can't i just noticed that corner in my room i've never seen it before (laughs) what's up with that stealing huh what is up with that stealing? i would like to know um yeah, so those are my thoughts. But again, like Prey was that girl, so like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like boo for that one or anything. Um, yeah. Period. I think you landed. I think I think we landed this part well because Prey is one of those um, inter uh, inner things that like brings everybody together. Everyone can agree. It's like when everyone mm-hmm. hates uh, Scream Three, but then everyone's like, but Parker Posey. It's like. There are a few mm. things that everyone in the horror community can kind of generally agree on, but Prey is definitely that. And I hope that its success means that we get more stuff like it, because like y'all were yeah. talking about in that episode, it's brilliant to take established lore and drop it into other places so that it can organically be diverse. And it creates an opportunity for those misrepresented people to step into the room and start to get involved in the process, too, which is a double win. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's our next category that y'all want to get into? Um, let's go. Oh, did we do best? Le- um, we ain't done none I wanna... of the performances. Huh? Which we ain't done none of the performances yet. We ain't done lead or supporting. Okay, okay, so let's do lead and then supporting. Okay. Oh, Lord. So best lead performance was really hard to vote. For some, I'm sure. I'm seasonal. Ah! <laughs> Listen, this, this was a stacked list and choices were made. Okay. So I voted for Kiki. Um, but I was also secretly hoping for Amber. Or wait, maybe it was the opposite. I don't remember now. But I remember being torn between those two. I voted for one of them. Um, I think I was expecting Kiki. Yeah. I was expecting Kiki because, like, literally everybody loves Kiki. Everybody. I love so many people on this list, and I really cannot remember who I voted for because I'm looking at, like, Taylor Russell, Josh Rubin, Kiki Palmer, Micah Monroe, Amber Midsender. Um, I'm looking at Anna... Is it Diop from Nanny? Am I saying that wrong? I'm from Missouri. I'm sorry. You said it right, yeah. You said okay. It right. <laughs> um, Daniel Kalua, who we still want to come back to us. Um, there are so many people yeah. on this list <laughs> that I, had any of them gotten it, I would have been like, yes, 
even if Rebecca Hall had got it, I'd be like, that bitch is an actor. Like, even if we don't bang with the movie, we know she's an actor. Um, and then other things happened. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I think this is a perfect place for me to step in. Um, I, I liked Rebecca Hall in Resurrection, too. She was probably the best part of that movie. Um, I also liked, um, I forget his name, um, Eli Roth. That's, no. That ain't it. <laughs> that's not the right name, whatever it is. Look, right. you don't like the Eli dude... Roth. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not him. No. The dude that was her castmate, I can't think of his name. He did a great job, too. Um, I think I voted for Kiki Palmer, if I remember correctly. Like, I'm pretty sure that's who I voted for. Because, like I said, when the character development happened throughout Nope, I got really attached to these characters. So I got emotional at the end, and her performance was a big piece of that. <clears throat> but I'm also biased, because when it comes to Kiki Palmer, I was looking at a lot of interviews around that time and i found out how much she helped contribute to the way that that character came out which in my opinion means she deserves some type of director's credit and i just really think it all played well together i like that she was queer and of color so i think i voted for her um i was okay with pearl winning and i kind of i guess suspected that that might happen because pearl literally just broke the zaya guys the same thing that i was saying kind of like about um the black phone earlier where everyone horror fan or otherwise was talking about that movie i feel similarly for pearl i think a big setup happened within the horror community because x had come out but then when she fucking did pearl like you couldn't look anywhere it's similar to when um jenna ortega did wednesday adams you couldn't look anywhere without seeing this Mm -hmm. character and so i wasn't surprised and also once again you know i actually like the character of pearl so i was like okay well i'm not i'm not upset but I do think I voted for Kiki Palmer because I did want her to get it because of how much work went into that role. And she's another example of like what I was talking about earlier, like with Prey, where this is one that I think a lot of people agree with. She just fucking did that role. I would, I mean, so much so that if he randomly put that exact same character and wrote like in a future project, just as a pop in, I would probably scream in the theater, just like, Oh, we Mm -hmm. see her again. Like that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And it's so distinct and it's similar to roles that she played, but like upscaled. So I really, I really liked who won. Y'all go ahead. I feel like I feel like Mia <laughs> did the best she could with what she was given. I'm never mad at her performance. I'm sometimes mm-hmm. disappointed in the product. Um, and so I think that's that's where I'm just like I, I wouldn't have voted because again I think that when I think best lead performance, um, I'm thinking this is the MVP. This is. I got no notes. I, I got nothings. And because of what she was given, I, I do have notes. And it's not her fault. Like, if your scenes go on 20 minutes each scene, of course, you're going to have a couple seconds where you just drop out. Um, and so I, I feel bad because that's not her fault, um, even though she does get a writing credit for the script. So maybe some of it is. And so, again, there are so many people on this list that I could see myself voting for. I think I voted for Kiki. I'm not 100% sure, but probably. Um and there's so many ways it could have gone and it would have made 100% sense. And I wouldn't have second guessed it. I wouldn't have hesitated. I'd been like, ah, oh, it sucks for so-and-so. But you know what? Like Taylor Russell delivered. Josh Rubin delivered. Kiki Palmer is Kiki fucking Palmer. Um, Michael Monroe, of course. <laughs> Amber Midthunder, hell yes. Daniel Kaluuya, hell yes. Rebecca Hall, again, acting. Always acting. Um, Anna Diop, bitch, you better vote for her. And so like, <laughs> I... It's a stacked list, and I just wish that it could have gone a different way as opposed to going to the Pearl frenzy that we are living in. I want to say one thing before we go about these 20-minute scenes uh, that you throw a shade at, though. I love those. I love how awkward they are. 
Like, I know that you hate, like, at the end, for example, when it's clearly, like, the hit cut and mom is still standing there smiling. But I don't know. Something about that makes it feel uncanny and weird. And I think I just, I don't know. I think it really worked. I think if they just kept it to these, like, little clipped moments, it wouldn't have had the same impact on me. You know, like, just these long, drawn-out scenes. Like, there's something really special about it. I I feel like had some of these scenes been shorter, we would have kept it moving and I wouldn't have been as upset because I don't think this, I don't think there's a timeline where this movie's for me. I just don't. But I think that I could be like, okay, because like, for instance, her monologue at the table to her sister-in-law, that's all stuff that we should have picked up had we been clipping along and had actual character development. We don't need her to reiterate at a short moment's end of the movie. Here's who I am and here's what I've been through. That's too late. And we hear 20 minutes at the table for whom's now. I don't care no more. It sounds like you give home. her a chance, though, because I'm getting a vibe that you're saying that you don't have a problem with Mia Goth. You're making that clear. Yeah. So, like, what do you think that the interaction between her and, and Ty West has some potential in Maxine, probably? Again, I was not going to see Maxine because I liked X fine enough and Pearl... I felt I took it personally. Um, so I was not going to see Maxine. And then I saw the cast. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and so I, I'm probably going to see it. But I also know it's not going to be for me. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at all the people in that cast and be like, nah, nah, nah. They always get my money and they will again. But also, if it's a third strike for Ty West, that makes me sad. Because I was hoping to catch him outside of this trilogy and see what he does again. Because, like I said, I loved... Um, I didn't love, but I liked um, The Devil's... I got to Google it. It's been so long since I've brought it up. Oh. Um, I just watched that movie recently. What the fuck is it called? It's his um, It's his strongest movie, if you ask me. It's like The House Devil's the House Devil. or something? Yeah, House, House of the, the Devil. House of the Devil from Yeah, I was so close. <laughs> no, that is his strongest movie. Um, I hated The Innkeepers. And again, I liked X. And so, like, if, it, if I was just going with House of the Devil and X, I'd be like, I'm going to try it again. But because we have Pearl and the Innkeepers, that's two strikes. And you know I give directors three strikes. <laughs> and we got to take a long-ass <laughs> pause because I can't just like giving you money when you disappointed me. And so mm-hmm. I'm sad because I wanted to know what he's going to do after this trilogy because this trilogy seems to be a passion product and that's not always for everybody else. Um, and so I was like, I'll catch you after this and see if we can get back together. And now I'm going to go in and be like, hmm. We need a five-year pause, Mr. West. You know what? I still, d- um, you, But you did see The House of the Devil, you're saying, right? Because I have a question real quick. It's his strongest movie. Like, literally, if I were, if I had to, if you were like, say something nice about Ty West, I'd be like, that movie. That movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm asking because this is an interesting name they chose, considering that, like, one of the first, like, horror movies of all time. I don't remember the exact name, but it's something like this. It's like the devil's house translator or like the, the house of the devil or something. I was going to ask, was there any parallels between the two? Cause I hadn't seen this before, but I, I do want to check this out because it does seem different for him. One thing I, cause you know, I wasn't really a fan of um, X, but I liked Pearl, but what I always give flowers to X for is the Neo slasher thing that's happening. Cause I do think this is going to inspire a lot of girls to look at slashers differently. I like bodies, bodies, bodies for a similar effect. I don't, yeah. Like it's just, I want people to experiment more because I don't want everyone to keep trying to do what Scream did. I'm getting tired of that. Like, yeah. do something else. Do something else. So I, 
I want to say House of the Devil is a 70s throwback, but again, I've not mm-hmm. seen it in a couple years, but I remember it being a period piece. Yeah. Which is no, why it is it is a 70s throwback. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, nice. I, again, it's been a minute, but I remember being like, this is the one. And so when I saw he was playing with time with Pearl and X, I was like, okay, so he likes a throwback. Because the innkeepers I feel were modern and it was not a good movie. So like if you mm-hmm. have an aesthetic and you have an appreciation for a different time, by all means do that. Especially because, like, for instance, X had at least Kid Cudi in it, and so and Jenna Ortega, so we went out here in an all-white world. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I see you doing a little bit. We could do some more, but you know what? You ain't John Krasinski and me. Um, so I'm here for it. <laughs> Not you turning this man into a verb. Listen, it's a he, verb. He needs to be what after the, the, the stunts he to put off. I've been Krasinski, right? Right. That used to be something different, and now it's something different. Like. <laughs> Oh, I and so yeah, I think that House of the Devil is by far my favorite thing on Ty West's resume, with X being second by default, and then the rest of the movies is out there for y'all. They can miss you. They can miss me. Um, I'm I'm looking through them like I do nail net when they email me. Um, I will not. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. That you got them on the block list. This shit right. just go right to junk. I'm like, who are you talking to, Mister West? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Nail that, but a lower they tone. <laughs> you lower that voice. Listen. Don't be writing bold. What you mean? Okay, can we talk about best supporting performance so I can get myself a little angry? Yeah, because I'm angry. Go for it. Bitch! What? Seriously? Okay, let me just read the nominees. Mm-hmm. Jamie Clayton, Hellraiser. Ethan Hawke, Black Phone. Justin Long, Barbarian. Madeline McGraw, The Black Phone, Jenna Ortega, Scream, Mark Rylance, Bones and All, Rachel Senat, Bodies, Bodies, Brittany Snow, X, Kristen Stewart, Crimes of the Future, and Stephen Yun, Nope. For how the fuck am I supposed to choose, first of all? Because Jamie Clayton, okay, well, Jamie Clayton, I think, is more iconic. Yes. She was an iconic figure because, let's be real, she wasn't given a lot to work with. She yeah. was just kind of like this very ominous, omin, um, wait, ominous, the om, yes, ominous, yeah, creature, whatever. You guys know what I'm trying to fucking say there. <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard to get out, but she's like dark and like you know looming over the whole story, which is very effective, and she has become an icon from it. But performance, I don't know about that. Um, Ethan Hawke, The Black Phone, what performance he had a mask on the whole time. Justin Long for Barbarian. That was such a cunty role, like in a very complimentary way. But like he ate, he just fucking ate that shit up. I'm sorry. Like I just, I'm a stan. I am. Um, Madeline McGraw, The Black Phone, who is that? Um, Jenna Ortega, Scream, obviously Jenna Ortega, period. Mark Rylance for Bones and All. Listen. That was a creepy motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. That is a creepy motherfucker. And damn, is he effective. You know, I, shit. you know, I don't normally disrupt the conversation to be like, this white man deserved, but this white man deserved. Like, he did. <laughs> he did. He most certainly did. I'm not even done. Um, Rachel Senat for Bodies, Bodies. Bitch. Yes. What? Yes. She, yes. She's just. I, I really need her in more horror. I really do. Because, like, after Bodies, I just, like, completely fell in love with her. She, like, made that fucking movie. And, 
Wow. Yes, we love it. Brittany Snow, she popped off for X. I really did like her performance. Kristen Stewart for Crimes of the Future was just very horny. So whatever. Steven Yun, we just we we support the harem over here. Um, so in my eyes, I think Justin Long is deserving. Jenna Ortega is deserving. Mark Rylance is deserving. Rachel Senna is deserving. Steven Yun is deserving. And what did we get? Madeline McGraw for the black phone. I think a lot of people like voting for children. And you know what? I'm sure I'm sure she did very well for child actors. I saw the movie. She was not my problem as usual. It's not the actors. It's usually script and direction or some other stuff. It ain't the same. It's not the same. And that's not to say she didn't give a very good performance for her age. But like she up against Mark and Jenna. Like, if nothing for else, real. that's not that's not the right competition for her to be in. I don't know where we could have put her. And maybe because we have so many kids in horror, we need to be like, if you're 18 and under, this is your category. Because, like... No, 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 no. But the... Per- <sighs> I don't want to say she's not deserving because, you know, the, the casting was, was pretty on point for the Black Phone and everyone's performances were were reputable and good. But up against you know, this list that we just mentioned, like, I don't really know if this compares in this category specifically lead performances is whatever, but -hmm. supporting performance specifically tells me that this is a favorites game and not, you know, a actual (laughs) best supporting performance game, because I don't, I don't know. There were plenty of other more, um, deserving nominees in this category which any of them i would be like yeah Yeah. well deserved but that's not one that stuck out to me and i mean i i thought she was great but her performance is probably one of my favorite things about that movie because i don't like that movie and i will not be rewatching it yo i can say that too Yeah, yeah i agree um but i again it just it does not equal everybody else on this list um Actually, not even everybody else, because I don't like Christian Stewart. I would have voted for her before Christian Stewart. Um, but like that aside, it, it, I, and again, I think that a lot of people act like they are pageant girls when it comes to voting, the ones who do vote. And they're like, I'm going to vote for the child. But like, you're not doing a service because then the kid's got to be like, I don't know how I won this. And people seem upset that I won this. <laughs> As opposed to them being like, I did fucking good and got nominated and ain't nobody complaining, bitch. Yeah. Um, it changed the conversation. We need to like vote with our conscience and our eyeballs, y'all. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I think some people did genuinely vote for her because I did like her performance. So like, I don't think this is just like, okay, I voted for her for like a pageant, for example, because she did a great job. Like she was very entertaining. She was really funny. Um, I also liked Ethan Hawke's performance, but what I noticed when I came to the timeline around the time the Black Phone finally dropped was that people did love Madeline McGraw's performance. Like they did like that she played this character of Gwen. Even when you compare it up against what the short story did for uh, that version of this character, it was just so underplayed. But by adding this, it gave like a different dynamic to the story that really worked. Um, I don't remember who I voted for, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know, because I don't know who else I would have given it to just looking at this list. 
like the same way Zero did, where she literally went down. I was going along with you, uh, Zero. And it's so hard because as much as I like Madeline McGraw in this role, and this is no disrespect to the actress, because, you know, I don't want it to be perceived that way. I don't. This is just an underwhelming category, maybe for me. Maybe that's what it is. I'm disappointed that I don't see more Nope on it. Because in the project of Nope itself, Stephen Yoon did a great job. But I think, I don't know. There's something about this list that's just underwhelming. Just to just to be honest. Like Mark Rylance did a great job. I don't I, I don't want to play. Rachel Sinoff, uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Sinoff yeah. did a great job as well. But it's just, I don't know. There's something in my heart that feels off about about this list. I don't know what it is. I really can't put my finger on it. Justin Long, though? I mean, Justin Long did a great job. I don't know what it is. There's something off. I don't know. I think what it is is that there is a lack of representation on the list because we have a few names. Yes, a few names. But over... Well, I mean, majority of white people who didn't get nearly enough to do. Like, we all love Jamie Clayton, but again... She was in that movie for like, what, seven minutes max? Exactly. And like, so of course she wasn't going to win with seven minutes. And so, and also Ethan Hawke, I come from theater, so I know mask work is work, but also this is a performance when you see your face. Um, <laughs> and so I think that those are two slots that could have been given to people who were queer and or brown and or something not white. Because like, I feel like that's what's missing for the list for me. Because again, I'm, I'm fucking with so many names on this list. And, like, I, I'm not salty that Madeline McGraw was nominated because, again, she did the best she could with what she was given. Much like Mia yeah. Goth, I'm not saying I'm not here for that actor and something else. I'm just saying this was not what we're going to agree out of eye on. But also, yeah. like, her parents signed things. I don't know if she wanted to be there or not. That's not... We ain't going to fight true. about it. <laughs> so, like, I just... I think that it would have helped had this list not been majority um, white folks um, from movies that maybe don't always do it for a lot of us because I'm not even mad Justin's on the list, even though he, I know I didn't vote for him. I don't remember who I voted for. It was probably Jenna or Steven or maybe Rachel, or maybe I voted with a clear conscience and did Mark Rylance. Cause he's a creepy bastard in that movie. Yeah. Yo, but even I think like, I, I voted Rachel. Yeah. And again, I don't love X. I like X, but Brittany Snow tried to take that movie from me a goth. And so she deserves to be on the list. And so again, I'm just, <laughs> she did. She was like, you might be the lead, but also Cold. I'm the reason. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> can we have a moment bro? Like, she did a great job. Brittany Snow, literally she was bodying yeah. that role. Cause even when she was doing the bad acting, like in the, in the scene, yes. it was just so, it was so on the one. It was so good. Agree. And so again, like there's a lot of names on here that I see why they're here, but there's another lot of names where I'm just like, this is definitely people being like fan service. Um, Cause again, I just, yeah, I'm looking at it and there's easily three, four names I could remove and be fine to sleep at night. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say Agreed. something's going to come off nasty towards Jenna, but it's not. Um, say it. It shouldn't be Jenna. It should. It should be um, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Like, I think that that would make a little bit more sense. I don't know if she was considered supporting though. That's the only thing. I don't know if she is considered supporting or lead. But I could be better mm. with that. And I don't hate Jenna, but it's just I really like what Mindy's character represents 
for the Scream franchise in a way that hasn't really been seen before. And we, we've talked about this on this pod, like we've given flowers. I mean, we did a whole episode for this woman. So of course, but I mean, this is a queer Brown person to your effect, Sheree, that is in a major movie and that people seem to agree on, except for the, the uncle Kenny's and shit, but we're not, we don't Mm. go up for them anyway. You know, like they always find a reason to be nasty to this type of representation. They did it to Amber, but Mm -hmm. I think I think yeah that's my answer now. I think it probably should be Jasmine Savoy Brown. Not trying to be and once again no disrespect to the people who were nominated. Some of these were entertaining, but I just like Mindy more, like a lot more. I was hoping Mindy would be on this list too and like I to be completely transparent, I'm one of the people who got like the pre-ballot ballots and I put I put almost the whole Scream cast for supporting because like, again, we don't ever get to see three black brown um, supporting cast members in the same movie survive, um, let alone be good and well-written because all of them are, even Chad, because Chad is not your typical Dewey. Um, (laughs) And so I was here for all of them. And I'm not surprised Jenna's the one that broke through because she is the Scream queen of the moment. Mm -hmm. However, I think that had we had more Scream representation on this perhaps it could have gone a different way and we have a little less of a white land. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you hit it. Like, it, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Especially because, you know, even when I make the statement that like, oh, this thing punctured the zeitgeist and people who weren't horror fans were talking about it, that's not me being ignorant to the fact that Fangoria is for the horror fans. Mm-hmm. So we have to rise above like what everybody is talking about and really think about what the genre needs to kind of move forward. In the representation that Jasmine Savoy Brown gave us, I really, and you know, I don't really like Scream 5 that much, but I love elements of it. Like, I never throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, some movies I do, but we're not talking about those right now. Um, (laughs) But, like, she's literally one of the best parts of that movie. And it's not even me just standing for, you know, something that looks and loves like me. It's it's much deeper than that. Like, she had some big shoes to fill because a lot of stands, like, go up for Randy. But she's a better version of Randy, and she's a lot more aware and I just, I love what they did with Mindy's character. I really, really love it. Like, that's that's who should have won this category. Like, just yeah. in my opinion. Because a lot of these are just kind of running in the same frequency. Not trying to be rude. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, why, I mean, why do I keep saying not trying to be rude? We're on Blurdy Massacre. But Mindy should have won this. She should have won this. She, should, she had a bigger impact. I do, I do understand that Jenna had more to do. Um, because it's Sam Carpenter's sister. So, of course, she gets more screen that's time. True. And so I can I can see that, but also I just we're living in Jasmine Savoy Brown's era, and so which is not on the ballot. I have questions. Did she even get nominated? Because now that's a bigger issue. Mm-mm. Was she this nominated? In she's not on it. She got that's the only cool. time you would have seen her was for the Yellow Jackets nomination for Best TV Series, and they lost to Stranger Things. Which I'm ready to talk about that if y'all are. Oh yeah, the best can we TV. go into that? Let's okay. do this. Okay. Down there. Best <laughs> series. I got us. Best series. Nominees. Cabinet of Curiosities. Chucky. Stranger Things. What We Do in the Shadows. Yellow Jackets. Transparent Moment. I'm here for four oh. of these shows. I'm here for four of these yep. shows. You know I've met my new husbands on Stranger Things this last <laughs> season. Um, yeah. You know I'm a Harvey fan account for What We Do in the Shadows. Yellow Jackets. Mwah! They eating people this season. I'm here for it. Um... <laughs> Chucky, how are you gonna look up Chucky and be like, nah, how? Chucky. Cabin Curiosities, I didn't get into because it's about the time we find out what Uncle um Del Toro was doing, and so I couldn't watch it um with the without being angry. 
I don't know if I would have given it to Stranger Things. I don't know if I would have given it to it. I know it's the most popular, looking at it from like people on Netflix tried to kill Netflix, try to watch it. Um, I know that like we talked about how it resets the culture when it drops, even if it shouldn't, <laughs> with those weak seasons in the middle. I don't know if I would have given it to her. I don't think I voted for her. And again, my husbands are on that show. I want them to get that Netflix money because I like to drink oh, yeah. responsibly. I I think I would have given it to probably Yellow Jackets or Chucky. Yeah, I agree 100% um, for a very specific reason. Like, I liked Stranger Things 4. It was one of the stronger seasons, you know, like, whatever. But let's be real. Like, um, the Black representation, it's come a long way. But it's still, it's still not, it's not messing with the immediate representation and powerful storytelling of Yellow Jackets and Chucky. Like, I really love the representation that you get out of both of those projects. I love how horror fans literally are still just finding out about Yellow Jackets because it doesn't seem to have as big of a machine behind it, I'm assuming. But um, we shouldn't just pick the thing that, like, basically everybody, because I don't know, Stranger Things was good, like I said, but it's not... I'm trying not to be rude because it's going to be interpreted as I hate Stranger Things, when in reality, like, it's just not moving things forward like Chucky and Yellow Jackets and now Secession is. Like, it's not it's not moving things forward enough for me. Yeah. I'm not trying to be rude. It's much Yo, of the same. It's a very secession, safe, it's a very safe vote. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a safe vote. Um, I think Succession and From are going to be the sticklers of next or yeah of next year like hands fucking yeah. down um this one was really hard um i cognitive curiosities i did watch hmm. and um i like some of them like some of them were good and i'm proud to say that the ones that i did like were not the ones directed by del toro now that I know the tea Sorry. after that <laughs> awful episode that I sat through ha having my heart broken in real time. Um, Chucky is just how, what? It's like Chucky. how it's Chucky. But again, stranger things is a fucking power horse. So mm -hmm. I, I, I looked at this list at first and I'm like, okay, it's going to be stranger things just because again it's got the most it's got the biggest like surface area in terms of fans <laughs> you like my scientific method here <laughs> it's got the most surface area it touches a lot of fans so i was already sure that that one was going to win and also you know the show has good writing it has great special effects um great cgi great it's got a lot of fucking great music yeah. yes period. that music supervisor is working on yellow jackets now and you can tell you can fucking tell each needle drop. costuming I didn't know too. that costuming I, fire i read it up being funny fire. and we googled same bitch look <laughs> wow wait that makes a lot of sense because yeah. yeah that does make a lot of fucking sense she does homework um what we do in the shadows is like a huge soft spot for me I think that show is phenomenal, but when you put it up next to Chucky in Stranger Things in Yellow Jackets, maybe it's just the unseriousness of it all. Um, Stop it. That makes me not want to take it. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's very hard. It's very hard. I fucking love that show, and I'll, I'm like on Hulu day one for the new season every time without without question. And if you were to like ring out my brain of all of the 
what we do in the shadows references and quotes that I'd be like screaming on the street, New York City. That's me at any given moment. At any given moment. (laughs) And it's honestly the only reason why I talk about Staten Island like at all. Or like the one time I went to see the Staten Island Yankees. But if it's not that, it's what we do in the shadows. And then Yellow Jackets, which is like perfect. Um, And I I do want to say that uh, I did look at everyone's ballots at my watch party last night. And most people checked off Yellow Jackets. Okay. Which made me happy because... I think I think I just voted for yellow jackets just period again I feel like I feel like the people who should be voting for the official awards don't vote because there's no way in hell you're gonna tell me yellow jackets and Chucky lost to stranger things and again I know stranger things is that girl she's a juggernaut but like when I look at the horror people we talk to on Twitter and like in the real world when we get to meet up they watching yellow jackets they watching Chucky and it feels like those people are not voting <laughs> and I don't know how to get them to vote because we talk about it every year. Like this is our second podcast you dedicated to Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. I I know I between, I'm like, hey, it's coming up. Please vote, please vote, please, please, please. Like I'm getting paid and I'm not. Like I just, I don't know what else we could be mm-hmm. doing because like, even when you look at like the fucking shutter comments on Chucky season one, it's all homophobes who are like, why is it so woke? Uh, hey, gay people. And it's like, why are you here for this franchise? It's been gay since day one. I don't understand. Like, have you not met Mr. Mancini? He's looking good at the gym. Um, <laughs> it's definitely us- the same. It's definitely the same phenomenon as me going back to watching Predator and Predator 2. And I'm like, damn, this is roided up. Like, I don't remember this. And then all these old heads are like, why is Chucky so woke? But they just have like no recollection of what Chucky was in the past. (laughs) They just like forgot, just like I did with Predator. Listen, and it shows. And so I, again, tell your friends, tell your family, vote for the Vangoria Chainsaw Awards next year. Vote, vote, vote. Running up or that else. hill, running up that road <laughs> to that next category. <laughs> what is the next one? Uh, see me dancing behind the paywall <laughs> because I got a fucking move. <laughs> They're like, where does bitch get platforms from? <laughs> I... But I think we covered most of the big categories. Okay. Were there any that y'all wanted to touch on? Because I'm just checking my list to see if there's any I wanted to like. I'm super disappointed that Queer for Fear didn't win. Listen. Yeah, I just wanted to say that there's like there's not much else I can argue about, but I'm just upset that it didn't win. It was a moment that should have won. Like, was I feel like I feel like Shutter's documentaries that and Horror Noir are fighting for the best documentaries on the app at any time, um, yeah. and it depends on my mood because like Horror Noir was important and Queer for Fear is important, and both do a soft reset and are like, hey bitches, you might not want to know about these things, but guess what we're gonna do today? Learn. Um, it gets the girls excited. It gets us going back to watch movies that we never checked out or we like forgot about. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like that's another way Jasmine Savoy Brown could have won this year because like she co-executive produced with Nate Beaver. Um, also my imaginary father, Brian Fuller directed some episodes. I, what else could they have done for y'all? Where are you at? Why are you not voting? I'm upset. Nobody else is upset that worked on it, but I am. Like, explain. We're not myself. letting this happen. We're not letting this happen next year. Listen, 
It's not happening. If we get a queer for fear season two and y'all don't vote, I'm gonna find all the Oh, it's hell. Oh my god, I'm coming to your house with the chainsaw. Listen. Oh myself. The danger. I'm a UPS myself <laughs> like Chucky. And it's like pop up Yo. and open the box. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, I also gotta say this because this had me really fucking upset last night. Best score. So this is what I was gonna say before, but I didn't want to like spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But for nope, I didn't care what they won, but it's only right for nope to win best cinematography because duh, and best score because duh. And what did we get for best score? Halloween ends. Nepotism. You, we, how many times have we heard that theme song? Just with a little twist. Come on now. Yeah, they they play. It's the same thing with the twist. It felt like people were upset about a lack of Halloween representation and they were like, give it anything. Oh, Oh my God. We are so past that now. Like, can we just like separate horror with, with Michael Myers? Like, sometimes it, Side note, Rand. Sometimes like that shit gets annoying, and like people, the only thing people know about me is that like I like horror movies, and they'll be like, <laughs> or like say something about fucking Michael Myers, as if like, look at all the original horror on this fucking list. Can we please just like separate ourselves? It's we can we can go through a chainsaw world without giving any any uh, flowers to IPs that have existed in this genre. For like twenty million years. If, yeah, if you're so tired of it that you you gave the Friday the Thirteenth one to uh, Michael Myers, that's how fucking sick of it you are. <laughs> like I well, both of them. I'm sick of both of them. Frank are you said, are you sick of Frank are you sick of red right hand from screen because you know? I mean, <gasps> well, you know. What? I was going to say go- you know no. You know, I love you- appreciate you. I'm not trying to upset the girls. Please. <laughs> Here's my thing. <laughs> Angel and Phil introduced a new category this year. And so I feel like if people are really afraid of letting the older things go, let's create another new category to be like, um, I don't know how to fucking word it. Just like, I don't know, icon. You know what? I thought you were going to say something real savage. You saw my lips get ready. Cause like, you're like, cause I'm like, don't say nothing about old hands or nothing. Like, I was trying to, that's that's why I shut down. Like my eyes and my brain were like, nope. <laughs> um, I felt it coming. My body was like ready for impact. Because there are legacy awards out there, and that helps um, people who never got recognized get their things. Yeah. Be like, this mm. is the legend award or whatever the hell, and we're gonna give it to Denzel Washington, who we've ignored his entire career. And he's like, thank y'all for doing the least. I love putting on suits. Good night. Let that be the thing. Let that be the thing for these. And so you can Something like give like one to Freddie and give one to Michael. War, but for scares, right? Yeah. To be like, yeah. we've not forgotten you, but also your time is over, bitch. Like one of them. <laughs> the category that I like that they included this year, they might have had it before, but I don't recall it. No shade. Is um best Amityville. Like <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it'd be you to run that up. I knew it. I was so happy. I was like, I'm a star. Like, no, like really, it was it they need to do this every single year and the fact i wasn't on the committee i feel like homophobia racism i don't it's something something that prevented me from being the the head of this i love the chaos of the amityville me and joe joe can also come that between the two of us literally 
we could just do all the nominations. There'll there'll be no swing votes votes necessary. Joe is dedicating <laughs> his life to covering each of these damn movies. And there's like nine billion of them. I think nine the, billion. The fact that he doesn't <laughs> intro, the fact that he don't introduce this category every year is a, a crime. Because like, but it, this is the first year, right? That or, or am I tripping? I think it was there last year. I thought. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Because that popped up, and I was like, oh. Ryan definitely has something to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> but if the Googles called them directly, they'd be like, hello, Fangoria. Like, you're overlooking the best franchise ever. Let me explain. <laughs> needs more Amityville. Um, Googles, did you know that there's a, um Amityville documentary coming out on MGM? I didn't. That sounds like... What, what is it going to... Is it going to be of the actual lore or the chaos of, of the movies or a mix of both? I actually don't know but i get ads for or i keep seeing ads for it in the subway um and it's it's a documentary on i don't know if it's the movies or like the lore or like i don't know but um, i have a girlfriend who worked on it and yeah she let me know what's up and the next thing you know it's like all over the subways so we should keep an eye on that one I'll be there for that. Um, thank you. Yo, but if this category exists next year, would the documentary be nominated for Best Amityville or Best Documentary? Conundrum. Whoa. Damn, you got to ask me that one. Um, uh, once I get a little bit of edible in me, because that might that, <laughs> no. that might get what, an answer. What if the documentary is a sneaky Amityville entry? It's like Amityville Blair oh. Witch. Oh, oh! That would, be, that would actually be pretty cool. No, it wouldn't. But like, <laughs> be, you know what that would be? That would be a group gagging. That would be a group yes. gagging right there. Mm-hmm. Super meta. Be. We would have to stop everything. I, you know what? I'm gonna stop giving them Amityville ideas for free because you know they will write them and not pay us. So like, <laughs> someone stole ideas for you. Whoever was casting for the new Quiet Place, so you know they're listening because true. You, I feel like you casted that movie. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the one that's uh, coming out with Lupita. To be clear, not yes, not Lupita yeah. and Joseph, aka the two reasons I'm going back to that franchise. Because again. <laughs> Krasinski kid Krasinski me already and I was like gonna get Krasinski again on these streets Krasinski um and I was like no 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 not today Jimmy not today and he's like I got all your favorites over here we all float I'm like fuck you I'm in um <laughs> damn it he's like also I'm not directing I'm like what did you hear all my diary I live like <laughs> um, and so I'm gonna go see it it's it's fine Lupita and them gonna take care of me um <laughs> I'm still salty I gotta go back in though um, but this is a long ass episode. I think you should take us home, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, everyone, thank you for listening to us talk about the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. But of course, we want to hear what you think too. So find us on social media at Blurdy Massacre so you can tell us. And also, please rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify where you're listening to us. And if they're letting you do it other places too, do it there too. It's just those only two I know about. And until next time, keep it blurdy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.